listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Who you know fresher than ho? Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lyrically at. Can't none of y'all mirror me back. Yeah, hearing me rap is like hearing G rapping his prime. I'm young H.O. Raps Grateful Dead. Back to take over the globe. Now break bread, nigga. I'm in Boeing Jets, Global Express, out the country, but the blueberries still connect. On the low, with the yacht got a triple deck. But when you young, what the fuck you expect? Yep yep grand opening grand closing goddamn your manhole crack the can open again who you gonna find doper than him with no pen just draw off inspiration so you gonna see you can't replace him with cheap imitation for these generation can i get an encore do you want more hey welcome to the black Outers podcast with your host rod and karen and we are live yes we are on a saturday in sunny charlotte north carolina mm-hmm a day before my birthday yes sir um and of course this is our first show after we did the live show now programming note we are taking the week off from the regular show yes sir uh because you know uh, it's time okay we put in a lot of work we grind did all that stuff we uh had a awesome event you know went off pretty well without much of a hitch um so um yeah. you know niggas be tired yeah premium people y- y'all gonna get some things but regular people no. yeah we do have some stuff planned for the premium people so like they'll still get their their shit you know y'all pay uh but you know we gotta reduce the workload around here a little bit uh get our cheese and uh chakras all lined up and shit yeah, it was a lot to it and yeah yeah like uh hopefully it felt easy breezy to everybody that attended because that's what all the work goes into making it making it so people aren't feeling like oh my god this is terrible or what's wrong with this venue Mm -hmm. or how come this was janky or you know so hopefully people uh had that great experience and and it'll you know and they'll understand um sorry for the people that couldn't make it uh i mean from what i've seen online and face to face a great time seemed to be had by pretty much everybody everybody had a blast so you know that's very rare in these internet times you know i was expecting to get home and see a 27 tweet thread that was like let me tell you about the massage noir of the black guy who tips come on you know so i'm glad that as knock on wood obviously glad nothing seen to have happened to anybody but you know and hopefully people took care of each other outside of the venue and Mm -hmm. people that hooked up as friends and and beyond and all that stuff hopefully people were uh you know kind to each other and all that type of shit hopefully no no shenanigans got got up to but um as for anything else um the official weapon of the show is the taser and unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and this podcast is brought to you by fans like you all right appreciate y'all for donating to the show you go to the blackoutist.com and you donate it's on the right hand side of the screen you can pick any denomination that you would like to monthly um and it doesn't matter how small or little we shout you out so we're gonna do that we're gonna also talk about your feedback we got a couple of itunes reviews we're gonna read those as long as they're five stars and they're nice right okay <clears throat> we like to be talked to gently uh you can email us the at gmail.com we got a few of those we got two voicemails leave voicemails 704-557-0186 but they have to be two minutes or less 
um because it will cut your ass off for two minutes okay yeah the voicemail decided that we didn't make that the voicemail was like up oh, two minutes and i'm out do not be calling up here playing on our phone okay <laughs> we're gonna read uh your comments at the blackoutist.com and your uh you know you guys left feedback on the episodes there's polls on each episode where you can vote we're gonna read those uh comments so we're gonna do the whole thing and then at the end of this episode um uh, and this is kind of sad because I, I mean you kind of had to be there i guess mm-hmm. but like literally as i was recording my laptop froze in the middle of the show it did so he played like, it smooth because most people was like i couldn't even tell but that but that uh laptop was like nope it froze and i had to restart it and everything and the recovery utility on audacity didn't really work well because i guess i've been recording for so long or whatever so um it actually lost half the show mm-hmm. so if you weren't there i do have half of the show after i rebooted it but like so you get like i think fucking with black people guess the race and sore ratchetness but like the random thoughts which were very funny um <laughs> you know people were loving them and the banter and stuff that we had and uh some of the news stories and stuff people won't get to see unless they were there live so you know and that's not on purpose obviously i wish i could had the audio i was killing myself after the show like what the fuck why didn't i double record it i could have anyway let's not do my head let's not go into my head right now but um anyway uh so i but so we lost that half of the audio uh if somebody recorded it or had ambient recording or something from the crowd and they want to provide it you know i'll put it out on the feed i don't you know i do want people to get the experience they weren't there but mm-hmm. uh it was kind of some you had to be there shit um so uh it was very fun and chris lambert killed it yes he did uh he's am- he's amazingly talented and had the whole crowd dying and uh you know it was it was it was amazing to see him do his thing so um all right well but i will put that audio at the end of this so yeah, this is probably yeah. gonna be a very long episode yeah because we probably gonna talk after which yeah so this probably is gonna be a very long show yeah so all right um let's get into the people that took the time out to donate to the show i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song's for you today's a new day that's right new day new money let's talk about it laura e thank you for your recurring donation we appreciate you mm-hmm. nicholas z thank you nick rita macy thank you so much bomani jones of high noon on espn and the bomani jones podcast the right time yes uh miss hathaway thank you so much renate m thank you so much pete b we appreciate you mm-hmm. olivia from chicago thank you olivia mm-hmm chandra b thank you so much black film press comics we appreciate you we do david from brooklyn thank you for putting in on this rick and a pretty ricky what they call them thank you so much laura f thank you chris d we appreciate you calfani g i appreciate you yes we do april g no relation thank you all these g's these ogs triple ogs right there Brianna f thank you very much Corey the tickler thank you conrad l appreciate you conrad tabitha m thank you so much alexis h thank you alexis our girl june in harlem appreciate you june i know and she was in the house and yeah, we got to meet her dia h uh yeah it's interesting being able to put like 
faces with the names and i mean we've seen them on social media but like yeah. to be able to be like oh yeah that's k can and a lot of y'all don't catfish i was like oh y'all look just like y'all pictures right it was nice it was yes, nice that's how i recognize a lot of y'all with y'all abbeys and all that i was like i know you no nathan's in the crowd just all all no no nathan's nobody was ghosting Mm-mm. uh but yeah thank you so much for donating uh we appreciate you guys play me out kurt Power, Fell from heaven like a shower. Now I know we've been hurt, y'all, but still I smile. Come on, even though it hurts me, I smile. I know God is working, so I smile. Even though I've been for a while, I smile. Smile. It's so hard to look up when you look down. Sure, I hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. All right, let's get into let's get into y'all's five star reviews. Okay, a real funny podcast by Fink Hearts Music, who says five stars ride and can get me through the work day and workouts. Oftentimes, I have to literally LOL. Keep it up. We will. We will. Uh, we appreciate the literal LOLs. Okay. Yes. There were lots of them in the room Thursday. There was a lot of them out loud. All love by Lickness, who says, I have been listening to this podcast for years. I'm the talking music in the background in the, oh, in the talking music in the background days. It has been a pleasure to listen and watch an already great show grow its audience and while staying true to its core values. Each listen provides insightful commentary and comedy with unmatched consistency and dedication. This review is much overdue, but I highly recommend this show and I wish the host all the success they could ever dream. Wish I had more stars to give. Tiptoes to my husband's account. <laughs> Thank you. We'll take, Thank we'll you. take a hacked account, uh, five star reviews. Yes. Shout out to hubby yeah like well we don't care Mm-mm, as long as we get them the truth don't don't care who tell it okay <laughs> it don't, no it don't um but uh yeah that's the five star reviews none on stitcher thank you for leaving them we appreciate thank it you. um we also had uh some episodes this week let's get into those we had comments uh the first one was getting through the rainy days no comments on the episode but we did have a poll the poll was uh who would win in a fight cardi b or nikki and uh 93 percent of y'all said karen who would you say cardi b 93 percent of the audience agrees with you seven percent says nikki brooklyn shoebag says cardi b is younger and has less than skin in the game i guess she's so she's so scrappy yeah i mean she's younger you know i think she might have a reach on her you know uh i feel like you know um they're in the same weight class uh but cardi probably has more stamina you know i feel like all those years of stripping is good for you and she probably has been in more bouts you know yeah yeah and and also when you look at it for you to pick when you dealing with like fighting just just like regular mm-hmm. ass nigga fighting i would go to old person if that old person was like fuck it like when you meet an mm-hmm. old person it was like oh i am not going to lose this fight that's when you go to old person because the old person's like i don't give a damn about your rules your regulations i will fuck you up Mm-hmm. Um, but, but nikki ain't there yet yeah i don't know if she got is there i know there's old man strength i've heard of that i don't know if there's old woman strength i i assume that it must be a thing because why it would is. it only be men right it, it 
you fuck with the wrong old black woman she will fuck your ass up and you won't know what happened to you right so i assume you know there's been quite a few people surprised by the strength of an old woman mm-hmm. so ask some grandkids honey that i got laid out fuck my grandma but it's not like the age difference is that big to where she is running up on like a grandmama so i, I gotta give it to cardi i'm sorry yeah, cardi, Car- yes cardi yeah all right we had episode 1756 postcards to freedom uh we had that uh we had man uh chris lamberthon yes and uh we got disconnected and stuff but we figured it out and in traditional chris lambert fashion we had a very long episode um sim simma said white people news follow-up ted sarandos beautiful black wife is nicole avant yeah so we were looking at a picture at netflix dude and he had a black wife in there and i said i don't know who she is but maybe she's the person that's keeping his ass uh getting all this strong black lead shit on netflix um and maybe that's why netflix got so woke all of a sudden with uh the racial stuff at any rate and as always with it's crazy because like that's it's like so-and-so with his wife who they did not even tell us what her name was or what she did right right because i guess she don't matter she ain't famous right well my thing is just like the odds of her not being excellent at something right you know like i just wonder how she got in the room because she probably had to be excellent to get in the room whether it's as a spouse or not right so here's her here's her resume she's the former ambassador to the bahamas and was appointed by president barack obama her skin always looks amazing she's very politically active i wouldn't be surprised if she had influenced her husband's decisions to add more poc driven shows to netflix congratulations on the live show so proud of you both and can't wait till the next one because i will be there thanks sim Simma. thank you and uh mm, yeah, yeah, that explains yeah. some shit there you go black women out here just i mean not ambassador anybody she was like i want the bahamas just out here getting us freedom come on just <laughs> like that Chappelle juggler it's like a, i wish an older woman would have sucked bill clinton's dick because it would be like i think you should lower taxes come, like come like, on. i think you need more black shows he's like oh i do i do i need we need a strong black lead yes we do coming to work in a dashiki and shit <laughs> Like, oh, okay all right this are those is... greens and black eyed peas yeah right. um yeah this is the first of the year this is the tradition bob is taking over the meeting this week in a dashiki and a kufi and yelling at people and stuff oh. we, we, we we do not know what is happening all right i don't know why he looks so intimidating i wasn't when did this happen got married over the weekend and came back with uh came with a black power fist and uh, right and we, we african medallion what <laughs> the fuck we, we had a company potluck and everything was fucking seasoned what is happening here yeah no one gave me the menu that why'd he throw the uh why'd he throw the potato salad out i know nobody at the potluck nobody mm-hmm. said anything <laughs> he changed the entire cafeteria mean uh, menu I, I know and and and, and uh, uh uh jessica jessica yeah yeah what is this thing called liver mush right i've, I've never heard of this in my life is there anything papa john's could do to get you to buy that piece again was the poll yes and i said please write your demands below if you say yes there were 10 votes but only six comments so some of y'all are cowards okay you didn't want to put your name on it mm-hmm. i noticed there's nothing they can do to get me back i never stopped buying it or i never bought it in the first place now i appreciate a good focus so the 55 percent of y'all who never bought it in the first place magnifique i understand y'all it's easy for y'all to hate 
i never stopped buying it nine percent now y'all are brave and bold and i really appreciate y'all's honesty because it probably took a lot to admit that you was just like man fuck them niggas on the internet i like this pizza yeah y'all was the y'all was the one order an hour they was getting across all their stores yeah i literally appreciate the fuck out of that because i feel like we need more truth tellers like that in the world and that is the truth that a lot of people live but don't talk about right because they, they, they like, was like i don't want no smoke i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing y'all like, just be angry yeah that's y'all boycotting i ain't gotta like wear a chick-fil-a shirt but i am gonna buy a sandwich on my way to breakfast come on leave me the fuck out of this there's nothing they can do to get me back 18 percent. i appreciate y'all's honesty as well because that's the that's the line that i think a lot of people are at but they won't admit it right so then we gotta have these stupid prolonged conversations on like well if they would do this and it's like you know they ain't gonna do that and you know that that if they did do it you move the goalposts they ain't do it right you just don't want it and it's okay and yes please write your demand below 18 percent. so nothing they can do to get me back and here's something they could do 18 percent. but like i said not that many comments susan says they have to keep papa john's out of the comp- papa john out of the company and perhaps rebrand as pj pizza and during black history month offer a discount on anyone who offers up a positive and correct black history fact see he was saying just just name impossible shit like uh i need them to go to every black person house and uh give them some pizza okay every black person in their neighborhood uh, 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 uh. <laughs> kojo says go back to the old sauce recipe <laughs> delivering 30 minutes or three dollars off and a national endorsement deal with cap okay i, I like that last one me too you know the other ones are just you being greedy but i do like the last one ain't nothing wrong being greedy now hey look it, at least he honest he like it's morals but it's also kind of like uh they pizza take too long to get to my house come on speed the process up sim simmer says big donation in colin kaepernick's name social justice charities of his choosing i would get some pizza not my favorite but they deliver so fast and are much cheaper than uber eats brooklyn shoe babe says i live in new york city so there's a lot of pizza options beside papa john's yeah okay all right yeah i understand that that makes sense that's a folk i appreciate it lauren says donate money to hbcus and make better pizza <laughs> i love it it's like it's a shitty pizza but also i got my principles you know the only thing good about papa john's the garlic sauce that that take that away and it's basic as fuck y'all do know y'all are hurting karen's soul with this this is her favorite pizza so this i guess y'all just don't care about her feelings wow all, all them hugs up in your face and this is how they do you on the comments this is how they treat me oh no no baby i i, I know it ain't good pizza keep that same energy mm-hmm um lauren says donate money to hcu oh yeah okay eve says all the papa john's around my way are closed so the only way i buy papa john's is if there's one close and they have a five dollar deal because i'm all about the cheap eats until then the folk I continues <laughs> yeah they already was closing this shit couldn't help Mm-mm. uh all right let's go to the next one um this episode we had hadia yes i had a good time with her black ass podcast um and we talked about a lot of stuff okay we did um and it was called the episode was called uh animalfucks.com uh karen's great idea of uh a website of a a legal website probably i'm pretty sure that's not legal i can't even tell you it's out there somewhere i mean he got craigslist so they got something and they got the dark web so it's out there somewhere they got something i don't want to know about Mm -mm, it i don't either we did get comments felix says 
man that cynthia arrivo situation is so complicated on the one hand i get people feeling um a kind of way uh about her proximity to lovey and in general seeing a lot more black british actors coming over being hired a lot but on the other hand situation for black creators is not the greatest over here you barely have any decent roles for black actors in movies and they're mostly stuck on long-running soap operas being cycled in and out there's always a token black character on shows not set in the 1900s that never gets to do much and the only british movies you get really pushing internationally are the costume dramas uh yeah well you know one of the things i think is interesting is bafta the british film awards actually started a diversity like standard for qualifying for their awards Mm. which will definitely lead to more roles for black and brown people the problem i have with that is what type of role right because we've seen from like i just talked about jack ryan where he was just killing muslims for you know this is like some muslim people is evil all the the bad guys in this movie are pretty much brown people does that count towards the diversity um uh qualification because i feel like it shouldn't to be honest no especially if they don't have speaking roles if they do have speaking roles they're very limited and none of them are leads like i know that it's work i know that it's a check and i know that um as far as um the money goes you know actors gonna take the roles and get their pay but at the same time i don't know that that's some huge step forward for inclusion and diversity if we just say we're gonna cast the the, all the bad guys will be muslim brown people yeah we're gonna cast more of the same roles like word like i mean right it's not like every role that a brown person has in there is a terrorist but just like the fact that all the terrorists are brown kind of does highlight the like well was this really worth the diversity numbers to then turn around and and promote this i don't know um but y'all are like i said y'all are actually ahead of us in that like oscar so uh i mean the oscars and oscar so white and all that stuff they didn't like adjust to it to say if your movie has no black and brown people in it no lgbtq people in it no asian people in all this stuff they didn't they didn't say well then we won't consider your shit for an award like bafta did that so that's kind of amazing i'm sure it's some bullshit and small print behind that but it sounds of course. sounds good when you look at what the black actress naomi aki who was cast in the star wars episode nine is best known for on screen is in that lady Macbeth movie and she played a maid that's not there's not a lot of opportunities there especially when these period pieces almost always gloss over the black people that were around and their stories that act like they weren't a slave trade over here either right you won't see stuff like chewing gum crossover often the black actors writers directors you almost have to dabble in everything who uh do stay over here and are really interested in making the situation better can only do so much in an industry that doesn't really support their work as much as their white peers it's inevitable that the talent will move where there are more jobs for them i don't really think rejecting them and calling them these people is productive it just sucks that the decision makers in hollywood had this bias towards classical training quote unquote that leads to situations in our communities like this some people are acting like this is all cut and dry but there's a lot of factors that some people sometimes ignore i do get the hurt from how some africans and black british folks act towards black americans having been in the spaces with both groups but man it feels like the people in this situation folks should be directing their ire to our people like the casting directors i don't know i'm not advocating people being harassed but just skip over to the actor who has no power over casting and just 
man i don't even know <laughs> i feel i feel pretty much the same way y'all felt about it yeah i feel you feel it's, it's complicated to me i think a lot of people are in the a lot of people are kind of in the business of making shit black and white because if you make something black and white it's easier to have a hot take on it it's easier right. to promote what you're saying it's easier to retweet everyone who right. agrees with you people take shits and bites when you start kind of going down a rabbit hole of nuance and explaining you zone a lot of people out yeah and they don't listen yeah it's i mean it's not really um as simple as people make it and mm-hmm. i think arguing over one person getting a role and then the individual merits of each person that would take a role is probably the least productive way to to handle it but then ultimately like a lot of shit man I, when you ask point blank so is the decision that you want n- like these Brit- black people who are not from america cannot play the roles of black american historical figures and possibly even fictional figures i don't know but if that's the ultimate thing that you do want are you going to consistently stick by that and is that something you're going to reciprocate with your criticism the other way like are you going to go just as hard when uh morgan freeman plays uh mandela are you going to go just as hard when um you know we uh someone over when coming to america too is supposed to come out and everyone's so excited about it well i mean there's a read on that movie where you could be like this is black people in america making fun of africa you know like there's a way to be like y'all not from africa y'all don't understand this fucking lion coat bullshit y'all got that's not us you know like there's gonna be people that are like this how you view us you know um washing your dick the royal penis is clean and all the shit and and there's a way they could read it and be like this ain't funny and i don't like it i mean just because the class of the black american people doesn't mean it works the other way i i right this is the kind of shit i'm aware of i i try to always understand black people's feelings and emotions are varied and important and we rarely get like a lot of times we get dismissed unfairly but some of this shit is not black and white it's just not and people will promote it to be that way because they need it to be that way because that's how they get the attention for the work that they do correct so it's like i wrote this piece in uh jet.com or whatever read this piece on how africans need to calm the fuck down and then you know they they get the chaos off of it they're retweeting that chaos they're click them links all right they're they're going back and forth with other people and shit and it's but it's all self-promotion it's all promoting their brand and their shit and it's like once you see that pattern it's easy for me to be like okay this problem isn't as big as people think it is and then also it's not as simple as people to promote it to be correct you know but motherfucker, i mean because honestly what's the solution like it's that we need to have a conversation okay so we had the conversation what's going to happen at the end of the conversation are we going to say black brits can't come over here and get jobs right no we're not going to say that and if you do say some shit like that you know it's untenable because we don't have the power to keep people out of jobs like that even if we were to be like i'm not going to see the movie i'm a boycott that's not going to stop a white casting person from being like yeah i'm still going to hire this person i don't know what this problem is so anyway it sucks it just sucks to see people that upset about shit you know and i and low-key i think the vast majority of that was about the fact that her and love your friends and she tried to like defend her and shit so but mill 73 says now see you motherfuckers are trying to get a nigga fired i almost lost it when karen said animalfucks.com 
had these white people thinking i had cough, a coughing fit it was all good when we had offices then my employer moved to an open seating plan now i'm exposed i hate that bullshit people get sick off of that i'm sorry open open floor plans where they like lower the walls and you can stare everybody in their face that's some bullshit i agree that's we just want to fucking monitor people and all that kind of shit and then your nose ass co-workers watching and monitoring you and want to have pointless fucking conversations and then they can lean over your desk and shit i'm sorry it's mm. annoying that's okay you gotta get it out get it out right um i implore you to reduce the funny or i have to report you guys to the blackout tips hr department Duh. by the way we just got a donation during the show from graylin b who says rod and karen the live show is fantastic thanks for creating a great environment for the blackout test community to meet and have fun together continue success for you guys graylin from the gas house oh shit oh thank gas you gas house baby. in the house appreciate you man um so let's see who else D- Deason 91 Deason the Deason that we're here uh woo lord when karen said animalfucks.com I almost crashed my car laughing so hard and it wasn't that what she said it was how she said it no. with the quickness and such confidence i started believing that maybe this site must really exist karen you stole the whole show with that one thank you far says i have no doubt cynthia arivo will do an awesome job but i understand why people feel a certain way about her because of the lovey ish that said it really sucks because it keeps getting lost that cassie lemons a brilliant black female director is helming this project this is being done by focus features and they turn out oscar bait i'm rooting for cassie to get the oscar she should have gotten for ease by man listen so i don't i i can say it here because it's on the show and you know uh people people have a trust factor between us and the show but these agendas between all the like we need to cancel this person and this is not okay in this conversation they have so many casualties of war and motherfuckers do not give a fuck no they don't because they'll just flip on a dime like when it will like if inevitably this movie you see that first preview for it and it's well done and it looks great and the performances look intriguing and you want to go see it because you've never seen harriet tubman on screen before you've never seen it in the loving hands of black people who give a fuck and they have cast this woman who like i said people go well it's white people though but is it like i'm the director this woman comes in during the audition all these other people have come in during the audition they don't know they're gonna get the job or not she gives us that performance and to me that is my harriet tubman i am the person who is going down with this ship i'm funding everything i don't have time or the inclination to be upset about your fucking twitter beef that happened a week ago you see what i'm saying like it's so unrealistic like it's easy to go online and like pontificate on that shit and be outraged but it's so unrealistic the fucking and 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 it's like you had these same people that would claim i'm rooting for everybody black uh i want to see these people succeed and uh when this film comes out if she doesn't get nominated it's gonna be an outrage and they'll just flip and flop the out the agendas all over the place but like the truth of the matter is this is the vision of some black person who is putting this on stage so if you're not gonna call them out and say you should not have hired this woman and you don't care about black people or whatever then what the fuck are you even mad about because what's supposed to happen now like nobody knew lovey was gonna say that shit and this woman was gonna defend it and all this nobody knew all that shit 
like it's crazy it's, it's such a bigger thing happening outside of internet and honestly if you walk outside your house close your laptop whatever fuck walk outside your house run up to a hundred black people and say do you know who lovey is and do you know what she said and do you know who mm-hmm. cynthia revo is and what she said all of them for the most part i'm like i don't know any of these people right. or what the fuck y'all talking about right most like people i will give you that response yeah there's a small percentage of active people on twitter that that keep into all that shit but a fucking casting director is not gonna make a decision based off of something that that tiny like you know you gotta get up there to some like really fucked up level of online faux pas or whatever before you really can get some action you need some like it can't be some shit where you can look at and be like i can kind of see it it has to be some egregious shit we've seen it in action you know it's the reason james gunn get lost his job but not um dave bautista right like you need to be egregious and she then what she did was not egregious and it's actually kind of understandable because that's her fucking friend and all these niggas are compromised when it comes to their friends because that's what being a human being is hard to keep that same energy when it's somebody you love know are friends with network with and all this shit correct every human being is like that but we all like to act like we're exceptions to the rule like no i'm always unbiased like nah if something fucked up happened to one of my friends i'm probably gonna either be quiet on the shit come on or like try to or just you know like i'm not gonna be out here like cancel this nigga like nah you're not and that's and that's the part that gets lost in all this shit so yeah you're talking about a black production that you're gonna boycott for the you know or at least you know you're gonna rant about boycotting i don't think anyone's gonna actually boycott this shit but Mm -mm. you're talking about this shit it hasn't even started yet you put it's starting on a negative note for something that's really beyond their control if they come out the next day and say we fired her a lot of those same people would be like look how they just get rid of black people so easily black women are so disposable they can flip anything it's not consistent and also how can i say this a lot of people just go with the waves, if that makes sense. They literally, if the wave go left, they go left. If the wave go right, they go right. What is we mad about today? That's what I'm talking about. What You know, what is the hot topic of, uh, of the hour? And that's what they're on. Yeah, so, I mean, and look, I hope that black British people continue to make strides over there so that there won't be that reasoning of we have to come to where the work is right i do hope that people can and i'm sure i'm not even gonna say hope without researching i am 100 1000 sure they are fighting that battle over there right they're not just coming to america and being like fuck britain they are fighting the battle over there and then also working wherever the work is as many african-american actors have done for fucking decades dog like i have watched niggas play niggas from africa so many times and it's never been a fucking problem it's you just can't anyway this is me making twitter bigger than it is it's not you just can't get caught up in that it's not Mm -hmm. those people are not they have their role to play but they're not really impactful and they will be complaining about something else within the week right come on eve says i think i remember a while ago listening to a black british actor talk about how the roles simply aren't there in the uk which is why they come to the u.s to get roles that wouldn't be available to them in their own country it makes sense to go where the jobs are as far as them playing distinctly american characters i don't feel one way about it or or uh, one way or another as long as the actor is black and the skin tone is close to the person that they're portraying basically besides i distinctly remember seeing a movie where denzel played a british uh played in a british movie he had a horrible british accent yeah he's been jamaican he's done a lot of shit and how many americans played mandela Forrest whitaker won an oscar for playing Idi Amin. 
where where there no ugandan actors see i don't know the rules i guess people everywhere have their own triggers see that's the other thing right that's the other thing it's not even that we don't know the rules people make up these rules and then they don't give a fuck when it goes the other way they just don't come on keep it real like i don't like i hate to go back to something we talked about months ago but that's what that whole crazy rich asian shit was to me i was like i have seen too many niggas make fun of asian people and uh, in a room full of niggas laughing we're having no problem with it to say asian people don't even get to uh to 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 portray uh black vernacular on screen that's crazy you are not like just understand that on your bias just understand that for all the ranting and raving you doing right now you weren't doing that before Mm-mm. you can say you might have felt uncomfortable but 99 percent of niggas did not make a big deal like i will not support don Cheadle again he is canceled like no one did that you just feel a little bit different because now it's your side that has to give quote unquote right and it's like my culture is untouchable what are you doing you are mocking my culture it's like well some motherfuckers probably felt jim kelly was mocking their culture you know i'm sure motherfuckers felt like uh kung fu joe was a i mean it's in a comedy movie they had to feel like what the fuck are y'all doing you know so yeah i think i think a lot of shit got to pass and then we just when it's our turn it's like nope nope this offensive so you know whatever ev says i just found out the main guy from the show snowfall is also british i don't know what the crack epidemic was like in england but i doubt it was anything like it was in the u.s but that kid is acting his ass off yo that nigga can act that's what everybody been saying franklin that nigga that played franklin i want to see him other shit because he killing it i didn't even know he was british that like that's how good he is like i don't know who his dialect coach is but he must got like authentic west coast niggas like talking like no you say it like this because all them niggas sound official which shout out to john singleton because i did not think he was capable of something so great um no offense to john singleton i know he's made boys in the hood and mm-hmm. stuff but some of his work is so heavy-handed i was just like oh man he gonna fuck this up i was a hundred percent wrong that shit i love that show it's one of my favorite shows uh season two has been even better than season one and the threads they use from season one to build season two like that's think that's talent like that's writing that's production that's directing uh amazing it's amazing cast everything i I love the fuck out of that show uh look forward to it every week so yeah um and yeah i don't care that none of, i don't every i could find out every nigga in that cast is british and i'll be like why would i give a fuck the same i, I enjoyed it there, what, what happened to that part of the game if you enjoying something uh most of us wouldn't even know these people were british unless you heard them speak in an interview i don't know idris was british until a few years ago mainly because i'm slow the same me too yeah i didn't know it either um but i and i watched the wire a little after everybody else but i didn't know he was british uh, until i saw an interview or no i think i saw him in another movie and he was doing a british accent and i was like wow this nigga got skills he can do a british accent even better than is it's even better than his american act oh wait a minute this is how he talk uh should a black person who isn't from america be able to play roles of black people in american biopics yes no or i don't really care either way and this is the kind of stuff i'm talking about now it could just be our audience right because they listen to us so they're probably more like-minded to us um but you know sometimes we like with the apples we find out that people you know <laughs> they, they vote how they feel they don't really let us tell them how to feel correct 44 percent say yes they should be able to play these roles seven percent say no 49 percent say i don't care either way which i think most people is evidence of this poll 93 percent of people either say yes or don't really care 
and these are mostly black people i'm assuming because it's our poll that's kind of social media seven percent of the people can take over a conversation and end up riling up everybody else and it's like right. you represent seven percent of black people you are not a significant portion of black people it's no offense to those people but it's like right. the black people who advocate for like this is why i don't vote for nobody or i, I vote for jill stein it's like you should not get to lead the conversation is all like sure you count you're a person you are one out of every 25 black people so that's where your voice is relegated to you don't get to then go around scolding everybody and talking shit because what place do you hold in this like like if we talking about the considerations of black people then yeah you don't get to decide so that's kind of the thing you know no offense to those folks but what the fuck you take up the space you have um the podcast diaspora um and by the way and i'm not talking about like a marginalized people like y'all chose to vote that way like this is just some like i was born blank and y'all boxing me out of the conversation like no nigga you chose a different way than everybody else you don't get to lead everybody you chose and you can't convince everybody going around just being a dick so you gotta have to find another way to convince yeah. people that to your side that isn't just you yelling at people because if not you're going to be dismissed and that's what happens a lot there are a handful of people in those in that number that's very reasonable but a lot of them like you said they're asses and they just come off like what's wrong with y'all and you be like hey now hey, hey, hey you started this conversation wrong diplomacy is a underrated skill man come on this shit matters and more than just in politics it matters just in life and people just you know i hate to harp on this but you know it's like i always say social media kind of rewards sociopathic tendencies and so a lot of people have gone away with diplomacy mm-hmm. um in some grand type of like look at look at me i'm I, fuck that out nobody tells me and i'm like okay but that's a bad way to operate yep and then you wonder why nobody takes you seriously yeah. and you wonder why you're constantly dismissed and you wonder why you constantly have these battles online when actually they don't have to be there you you put a ceiling on yourself like you do that to yourself you can't blame nobody else you put a ceiling on your own limit you limit yourself when you do the like fuck everybody shit that people love to do like yeah it gets your attention goes viral but it ultimately as a as a way of of operating and fostering like a, a career or a legacy it's hard to do anything by yourself period correct um all right we had episode 1758 the podcast diaspora um eve says i think tiffany haddish rise is typical of most people who suddenly become big in hollywood as if they came out of nowhere everyone is rooting for you to succeed and support you on the way up but when you actually make it everyone suddenly thinks you suck and is undeserving that's kind of how cat's comment can come out comments come out to me plus he said all that smack on the radio but when he got in her face he kissed her feet he must have been having flashbacks when that 13 year old beat him up (laughs) ha yeah um it's it's wild because i think um you know a lot of the shit that he said was just in-house shit and i bet that conversations happened a million times backstage between like veteran comedians and black women who have been passed over because they didn't have the quote-unquote look or whatever people decided you know is gonna sell in hollywood um but it doesn't mean that tiffany haddish's story is some like flash in the pan nobody story um and it also doesn't mean that cat williams had all the details correct uh or wasn't embellishing for the sake of either comedy or salaciousness in that video like i like i i think 
uh it's funny how um it's funny because he said so much wild shit in that in that um venue at the time the the thing that stuck to most of us was the tiffany haddish thing because tiffany is a star she is and even though he called all the black man comedians ugly and losers that couldn't get anybody to fuck them even like at a regular ass bar which is hilarious um people kind of let that shit slide you know um i know kevin hart and tiffany haddish went on um hot 97 is that the one with the breakfast club whatever the one with the mm-hmm, breakfast club whatever is. that station is they went on there and um uh kevin hart was kind of defending tiffany haddish but tiffany ain't even say shit because i don't think tiffany is i really think tiffany is taking some type of like she was like is a check involved y'all right. pay me to show up y'all ain't pay me to talk i can't promote night school we ain't talk about night school i ain't got shit to say yeah like i think tiffany and like a lot of people that have hit rock bottom before in their life where she said she was homeless out of her car and shit i think to a certain extent that gives people a certain clarity mm-hmm. and a certain desperation but on what's really important because liking or not liking her is not the most important thing in the world and she probably decided a long time ago when she was like i'm going to do this as a career i hopefully i blow up and get famous she probably decided a long time ago like it's gonna be people that don't like me and oh well yeah and it's gonna be people to talk about me because to guarantee you people was talking about her being homeless living in her car and you know once you get to the point where you become accustomed to that you grow a thick skin and you don't have to be nasty and mean but you just grow a thick skin to the people's nastiness yeah and i mean you have to choose what you're gonna focus on and i can only imagine she chose to accentuate on the positives right you know and that graciousness and stuff is hard to uh deny man like i mean people talk about cat williams but i've seen people say way worse shit just on twitter about her Mm -hmm. like drag her Mm -hmm. and you know y'all's fave and all that type of shit that people do is just like super nasty and mean it Um, really is and they kind of reveal a lot about themselves as well but it's you know it's just interesting because that's a world she has to occupy and live in just because of fame and because of what her talent is um and the way she's chosen to like be to promote herself and all that stuff so she probably kind of used to the idea of motherfuckers gonna be talking about me Mm -hmm. and if it don't make me money i'm just not gonna give a fuck you know i'm not or at least not gonna let them know you know and keep that same energy you know because when uh it when it comes to her graciousness she's always like that and i wasn't surprised to see her and cat williams take that picture together because i bet she was like yeah it's fine correct like i doubt she was like oh here come this nigga now like it probably Mm -hmm. was just like whatever man like you don't like me cool i know and that's it you know i think cat williams kind of he did this thing a lot of people do um where you hide behind the cause of somebody else so that you can admonish somebody that you either don't like or don't see it for and he did that he did the like what about all the other comedians well he didn't really have to if you don't like her or don't think she's funny he could have just said it you know she hadn't toured and all this shit he could have just said that i don't think she's funny um you know or i don't think she's proven you know and the thing for a lot of us is this um cat williams was not proven at one point to a lot of america too that didn't know his story when we see money mike none of us was like money mike oh that's cat williams who has toured and he's done stand-ups like most of us was like oh this is my introduction to this dude he's fucking hilarious what is he doing next right 
oh the first stand-up of his i ever checked out the pimp chronicles why because i seen him in friday and was like this dude's so funny that's the same rise all of us have for a lot of our favorite comedians chris tucker don't nobody know like chris tucker was on deaf comedy jam twice i believe funny funny as shit but nobody was like and then he need to star in a movie because this nigga is going to make it an iconic movie with this performance move on to doing 25 million dollar movies mm-hmm. you know like it, it, people don't even think his stand-up was that great after that i mean he hosted the bet awards and people were roasting him you know but he's made now so yeah it was a very specific type of dismissiveness from cat williams and under the guise of other black women and all this shit which is whack um leslie jones name came up in it and we'll probably cover it next week if uh if it's still relevant but i love leslie jones like man you and kevin hart keep my name out your mouth y'all didn't do that much to help anybody no black women so just shut the fuck up and keep making your money and leave me out of it because y'all using black women as bargaining chips of i help black women the most now and it's not even about that shit and it's that's, just a pissing contest right and that's what's insulting right um but yeah shout out to tiffany haddish's graciousness i i really do i'm not joking i I look up to people like that you know um do you think cat williams and tiffany haddish are cool they aren't cool but they aren't mad either yes no harm no foul or nah they faking it so eight percent of y'all think they faking it they not cool they secretly like fuck y'all fuck you too then nigga uh and then 21 percent said yeah they're probably cool no harm no foul 21 percent, you know like hey whatever and 71 percent said they ain't cool but they ain't mad either what what do you think karen i'm with the they ain't cool but they ain't mad either one of them things like that's it's one of them like i ain't mad at you right you know and my thing is it's a lot of y'all that work with niggas that y'all not cool with every day because of a paycheck Mm-hmm. so if somebody was to say hey tiffany haddish we want you to work with cat williams guess what they would probably be doing the movie together and odds are she will be the bigger star yeah that's why it seemed like 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 kevin hart and his like the clip i saw on youtube um not youtube on uh twitter of his like quote unquote defense of tiffany haddish was kind of whack too because he was trying to do it on some like almost like charity shit but he also was like defending her honor in a way that you know she would never do because she's not the type to to go in on other people like that but you know i did appreciate his words in the way that he you know because he had a passionate response which is like yo this woman is slipping her fucking car like no like she has a story too it's not just hollywood came to her house and picked her out and said come be a fucking star like she had to work her ass off to get where she at you know and even with tiffany haddish like she it's not like she's 21 like she's she's been in this game too so it's like why you starting a pecking order and shitting on her to boost somebody else up that you really never gonna boost up anyway like you have a bunch of vehicles you could put these women in to help them out if you wanted to you know so like it's the difference between a talented man and a talented woman in the industry cat williams is promoting i think his name is red something red graves anyway red grant anyway he's promoting that dude right he's got him he's in the studio with the dude he's like come to his show tonight i'm not performing but i will be there right he's he's saying this is my artist support him it's the difference between that and then if it was if it was a woman a black woman that was in this purview he would be like oh you can open for me right you can go on tour with me Mm -hmm. it's a big ass difference 
it's a difference between saying i'm gonna make leslie jones the next me or saying leslie jones can open for me when i'm in atlanta it's not it's no disrespect to 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 i mean obviously good for you to give somebody an opportunity but there's a difference between it's like rick ross i'll fuck if i'm a promoter lady artist i gotta fuck her okay so basically you already demean her credibility before she can even start because it's just i'm only promoting you because i'm fucking you well you would never say that about gunplay you never said i have to fuck gunplay to to say he's my artist and can be on maybach music that's a big fucking difference you know so you still have an industry mostly run by men geared towards men and then you have a woman come along and you craft their image in your hands what is her image going to be anyway you know i'm not trying to no offense but like lil kim's image written and conceived by biggie is i'm gonna be fucking everybody everything cool is somewhat empowering and there's people that found like you know reverence for her and all of us i remember that era but at the same time that's a man's perception of what the fuck a woman rapper should be so that's still some dude being like foxy brown gonna be rapping about fucking lil kim gonna have to rap about fucking that's the only way we can see them like being on there like put on this bikini stand like this like it's still a very male like this is what i want you to be you know not that there's anything wrong with women that are like finding sex empowering right but that's also it's a problem when that's the only lane folks want to see filled and when men are the people that care are the ones with the opinions that are getting catered to it's going to be the only lane like you either got to be that or you got to be one of those like i'm so unsexy and violent i'm a man like those are the only two lanes for a long time for women rappers you know like we had an era where it was very diverse and then it just streamlined to if you're fucking it or you're trying to cut somebody's face up which, which one right because there was a time where it was like a variety but then after that it was like nope yeah you know um so anyway it's just it's just an interesting um situation with tiffany and and that that whole dick measuring contest between cat williams and kevin hart right because comedy like music the a lot of times these niggas see uh up-and-coming artists that are women and a lot of times they know they're good and sometimes they can't even recognize they're going to be a star but like you said they don't invest in them right and it's not just a black thing i mean you got louis ck taking women on tour with him but want to jack off in front of him like right there's like there's a difference already in the workplace like you can't then tell me i have just as much a shot of making it as some some male comedian because he's not taking greg gerardo on tour rest in peace and jacking off in front of him Mm-mm. and all this he's not doing that so i have to deal with something different just because i have a vagina like what kind of shit is that you know or just because i yeah just because i'm a woman just because i present as a woman i have to deal with this like bullshit man anyway uh let's get to y'all's voicemails we had a couple people leave voicemails i have not screened these because uh, i didn't know we even had these until literally right before we went on the air no problem um so i will if play it ain't right we'll stop it yeah i'll play them oh, butt dial from tuesday okay did i play this before i feel I like i may have is that just butt dialing us like every like this is somebody out there the serial butt dialing i don't know uh all right uh yeah i will assume this is a butt dial let me see yeah that was butt dial. all right okay. let's see what the next one is 
this is from today 11:43. that means they knew we were doing the show hey rod and karen it's caritha caritha mitchell from columbus ohio prof Corey, on twitter um i was at the live show it was so good y'all were really on fire <laughs> Uh, the jokes were just rolling and, uh, I laughed the whole time. Uh, so it was just an exceptional show and just thank you for creating this opportunity for us to get together. It was amazing to meet all the people who came from all over. Everybody was fabulous to talk to and mingle with even before y'all got there and then afterwards. So you're right about how you know, how many good people are part of your audience. Um, it was weird. I think I was like the second in line to um, get the poster autographed and all of that kind of stuff. And I kept trying to figure out after I traveled back, like, how did I not actually talk to them? <laughs> and it was because the um, event planner, like, right before I came up was like, you know, if you want to speed this along, have somebody else take a picture and all this kind of stuff. So she got me focused on the picture, and I didn't actually pause to talk to y'all. So that was weird, but, um, but you know, I guess I'm just glad that I've, you know, left you all messages before about how much you helped me get through my year at Notre Dame and, um, you know, that I sent y'all the book and everything. So I've had other opportunities to really express my appreciation. Um, and, you know, so I'm just glad that I was there um, for your first show like you said, you're doing it your way, and I just love that. So I will continue to support and look forward to continuing to watch everything that you do. And just congratulations. Oh, All right. You. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Prof. Corey. It was great to meet you. Um, mm-hmm. And, yes, it's interesting because we talk to our fans via feedback and stuff so much or mm-hmm. Twitter and stuff. So it's like, um, and you know, you sent us the book. So it's like, we know you already without knowing you almost and um you know i wish we had more time or whatever but you know the vip thing was like honestly it ended exactly when it was supposed to end which is crazy timing shout out to our event planner val because you know that was something we were worried about was like are people going to talk and then slow it down and then everybody won't get a chance to, to talk or to whatever so like everybody kind of had about 30 seconds to a minute to really like hey da 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 and you know it was so cool man you know we were getting up hugging everybody and you know it's it's funny because they were like well you just you guys can stay seated the whole time that way you won't be but i gotta work out because i was getting up hugging everybody like oh you too oh shit you know like just coming over it's like a big family reunion uh so yeah but nah we, we appreciate you and i'm glad the most important thing for me i'm just glad everybody had a good time like Correct. i said it's it's uh i think we have a very good community we brought a lot of good people together um and then when it comes to an event like this for the most part the people that come out are they're not gonna be just like looky lose i think via the internet you have less uh less capital for investment on entertainment right so mm-hmm. i click on this i'm watching this live I, cl- I watched i retweet that i'm watching this you know like i don't have to do much i'm sitting in my house something like this you have to get out your house you may have to travel you have to pay money um you have to physically do stuff so like to people hopefully when you have it like that the people that come out are going to be there to support you and 
to have a good time and you're gonna leave the kind of looky lose behind and you're gonna leave the people that don't really they they weren't there for you or they never are gonna be there for you they'll stay their ass in their house because that's not about them and it's not a way for them to make it about them correct so um to have that many people come out and have a good time and be in our city and and you know and like i I love watching everybody mingle with each other i love seeing that people were planning to go out after the show and do things together and stuff uh that's dope you know and i like i said i hope those things went well um and we learned a lot of lessons from other people's events to be honest like uh sadly to a certain extent because you learn a lot sometimes from failure and shit but you know we watched other people's events and been like all right i don't want my shit to be like this i'm gonna you know and some of the stuff we do is 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 like because it's so many people and you can't control everybody and their actions and stuff some of the stuff we have to do is also for our own energy and protection and stuff mm-hmm. so you know but no nah, I, I i fucking loved it man I'm, I'm glad i'm just glad you came out i'm glad everybody Me came too. out um all right let's see we got emails all right so let's get into those um this is from artists who says hey rod and karen i'm a long time listener this is my first time reaching out first off congratulations on the live show i'll definitely be at y'all's next one or at negro con part two i'm glad that you guys have been taking more breaks lately that's what initially made me go premium about almost a year ago that and karen's guilt trips i was going through a tough spot and when i opened my podcast app i didn't see a new episode and i was shook i love all the extra shows and i built y'all's monthly cost into my budget when me and my girlfriend merged our expenses she asked me what tbgwt was (laughs) haha i've been listening to you guys since i was 22 or 23 i'm 27 now i remember after the death of trayvon martin and the acquittal of zimmerman i submerged myself in and everything in any and everything black which put me at the your doorstep uh at the doorstep of people like umar johnson boyce Watkins, and yada but through all the misinformation you and karen were my counter were countering every bit of bullshit they were spewing yeah sometimes i'll be like man do we even need to say this shit don't everybody know this crazy and then somebody will write mm-hmm. in and be i'll be like oh i yeah i guess it's better that i guess somebody did need to be like yeah, you know this the shit he's saying not factual we not all from egypt right mm-hmm. you just we, we not some people right i was almost a hotel you guys taught me that being a coon what a, being a coon looked like um uh you guys taught me that black people aren't a monolith you guys taught me to be aware and sensitive to the lgbt community you guys taught me how to love black women and that i needed to unpack my issues and work on myself i will never forget when rod said it's easier to change yourself than to change someone else karen you taught me and consistently teach me what it looks like to love myself and i'm forever grateful in 2012 y'all made me fall in love with hip-hop again y'all were talking about gambino's album camp and the way rod talked about this album i just wanted to know what it was like to feel that way about music again i'm so glad i discovered this album when i did instead of when it came out i don't think i would have appreciated the same you all in uh more ways than one have consistently pushed the message due to work whether it's finding music working on yourself learning to be more open loving accepting i could say so much more about what you guys mean to me and have done and guided me in the right direction but i don't want to hold up the show thank you so much for being you (laughs) and for having such a big effect in my life i'm a better person because of you thank you again artist thank you man thank you that means a lot to me man yes it's crazy because i remember uh and i won't say this person's name because i don't want to i don't want no smoke but um and 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 they're and they're one of those people that be super weird on twitter but i remember one time on twitter this person was like 
saw someone compliment me or the show and i think i'm out of retweet it i can't remember exactly how this exchange started but i was like um the person was like hey man you know y'all doing good work man appreciate you y'all y'all really educating and changing people and making people aware of things and stuff and you know while that's not the anything we set out to do with the show to be honest that was not the purpose i I don't really see myself that way to be Mm -hmm. you know i didn't go to school for to educate people any of this shit none of none of the stuff we talk about i ain't got no degree in it right so we just giving our opinions right but um you know after the especially after the live show you know i had people look me in my face like dog you changed the way i think about things you've changed this has made me more aware you know you've you've helped our marriage you've helped me and my uh the me and my children and my family members and all this shit you know like you, you showed us something different and we learned that from listening to y'all show so uh, i remember i was on twitter one day and this person was like uh but essentially to the point of like you're not helping anybody you haven't changed anyone just that whatever kind of you know and it wasn't even like they were trying to be mean they just are i think kind of a mean dismissive person and i took umbrage to it but i didn't reply because i didn't want to give them the satisfaction of being like man like who the fuck are you to tell anybody what like you do work like you literally do this for a living or try to or whatever and if someone came to you and told you your work has no impact you would lose your fucking mind and be uh, woe is me this is violence everywhere and you would you would be so upset and i was like i'm not gonna give you satisfaction of being upset and honestly i don't need your validation and i i feel validated in a way that is beyond anything you can take away from me because i've seen and talked to people and i believe them like i don't think they just lying what the fuck would be the point of calling up here to lie and be like hey man i i, <laughs> I learned a lot from your show ah, i'll just kidding i'll be going out here and just beating these hoes every month i, I don't right? give a fuck i'm just out here doing whatever i want to do like if they if they if that has changed somebody because i've been changed by things correct you know that's things i would introduce through to through podcasts people's experiences and stuff mm-hmm. that i'm like yo this made me aware and it changed my life forever i'm not gonna be this anymore i'm gonna educate myself on that or just now that i am aware of how this can be perceived let me govern myself differently these are things that we all as humans should be embracing and experiencing or or if not what's wrong with you right so yeah i I appreciate you writing in to talk about that you know because because i was like i've had people tell me before that if it wasn't for you i'd basically be listening to umar johnson talk about this and mm-hmm. talking about black women ain't shit and they the problem um walker alex j writes in uh wait i don't did i read that backwards anyway uh let's say oh damn now i just gave away everything let's just call him george <laughs> now that i fucked that up <laughs> no nah, fuck that up oh my god i'm sorry he says what up my name is jason oh okay there you go my wife emily left an email read on last week's feedback show i uh submitted my review as well on stitcher i'm doing so i'm gonna make a note of this so i can edit this out <laughs> fuck this all the way up hold on <laughs> this is terrible all right all right cool all right i'll go back and fix this all right now let's start over like it never happened <clears throat> only the people in the chat know i know right what up my name is jason my name is my wife emily left an email read on last week's feedback episode i submitted my review as well as on stitcher 
i'm doing so to not have to duck any church secretaries we got kids we forget often emily is the one that got me listening to you guys i was first introduced to you guys through your call-ins to twib then she told me your boy rod has a podcast too she got me on twib too so i was uh at first like come on now one podcast at a time twib was daily yeah. back then <laughs> one, one, one at a time but then i listened to a free episode of the nerd off and i knew i had to have i had to add another podcast as uncomfortable yet happy i am to say listening to you two influenced me to a point that brought my girlfriend and i close to get closer together seven years ago through the base on topics that came up i was at times uncomfortable realizing things about myself that i did or did not like and happy realizing things about my girlfriend that i love so we got married four years ago she is making me better a better man and tbgwt was one of the earlier methods when we first met i was at an age when the thought of marriage was non-existent non-existent and having experienced parents whose marriage ended on bad terms didn't help either but through laughing together crying together and being best friends no matter what and listening to a happy couple that reminds me so much of us i had to make sure i secured my queen for life smart oh i'm glad we could make it to the live show which i guarantee will be a success glad you guys uh, love you guys and love you baby all right i'm i guess i'll do some work now even though these people don't seem to realize the left-handed struggle i fight come on (laughs) we left but we gotta fight for rights you see what i'm saying what kind of shit is that we get left out but you know i'm not even gonna go on all the way in i'm right man thank you <laughs> trey writes encouragement for the live show hey ronda karen just wanted to email you guys for the live show and tell you to kick ass tonight you two have helped me become a more empathetic and compassionate human being from listening to your podcast you guys have helped me and many others stay sane in the shitty ass decade of the trump uh presidency it do feel like a decade mm-hmm. now i know you two love to just say that you're going you're giving your opinion on things your opinion is the light of positivity and hope in this world that we need more of thanks for being y'all and kick ass tonight never forget that the late great bernie mac said y'all ain't scared of the motherfuckers lol much love trey thanks trey thank you yeah i wasn't nervous at all so i didn't even really i appreciate the encouragement but like a lot of people was like you nervous you know i'm like nope i'm at we were at home yeah like it was a regular show man like same topics and stuff so i don't know hopefully i feel that way every time i just feel like we was meant to do that allegra writes in oh we got to meet her and uh mariano in person mm-hmm. and i did give him a real hug he told me to give him a real hug and uh when we were on their podcast and i said i was going to mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll let him review the hug but on my end i'd say five out of five hug to be honest but you know i that's for him to decide i can't really say his side of it but i i gave a full effort on my hugging if my hugs was on yelp i expected to be one review five stars uh uh live show so lit rod and karen seeing you live and in color was amazing it was wonderful to be around so many beautiful folks and we feel honored to be part of the community mariano and i couldn't stop smiling even after just coming off a 13 hour drive from milwaukee to charlotte oh my god they people were coming from all over oh my god oh my god man we'll i'm sure we'll get into that after yeah. we finish the feedback right. but nigga are you serious like some of these stories of just how people got there i was just sitting there like what, what? you did what now right like i can't believe for us for these two regular ass niggas right here okay all right 
is beyonce and jay-z gonna come out behind us right and we just don't know and they're just gonna be like oh this is what we're really here for guys i'm sorry i didn't come from la to just charlotte just for this i mean obviously beyonce and jay was gonna be here um it was a the, the, uh, the show was super funny our faces were hurting from laughing so hard it was amazing to finally sing the segment songs that person rather than on the radio in the confines of our car last we want to particularly thank you both for sharing the tbgwt glow up sauce on us because with the help of your wonderful voices we met a couple that listens to our tv podcast oh uh, they would not have known anything about they would not have known about us if it wasn't for you two we're all deeply grateful Aww. oh oh yeah that uh you know that's something that we try to do um just in general like Mm -hmm. to be on people's shows and you know we can't have people on our shows and stuff like that um it takes a little bit more coordinating and sometimes it's long take i mean guys if you guys knew how long i was trying to get a deal y'all be like for real you never gave up i'm like it was <laughs> right. Like I just like every couple of months check in, like, hey, you trying to do this? You like as soon as I take care of this, hit me back. You know, and that happened. We had Tracy on from another round. That was another one. Just it took yeah, a long time. You have people that are super busy and, right. and doing other things, you have to kinda accommodate their schedule. Right. Like uh my girl Janelle James, we talk a lot, but she uh, like is busy. Like I would love right. to get her on the show, but sometimes it literally be like, Okay, I'm gonna come on the show tonight and then like oh i just got it i just got booked i gotta do this gig tonight i'm like hey it's cool right get your coins yep. i would you will no never catch feelings. me you will never catch me being bitter about you getting your coins because people be doing this show for the free 99 okay so but but you know it's but i'm always kind of hoping you know working like that but it's cool when we can find it as our schedule even as it gets busier right we can kind of find some time to be around and and do stuff like that so Mm -hmm. and i'm glad people do go over because my hope is like i said we can't ever we can never promise you will get all our fans or everybody's gonna go listen to you and stuff and just the same way we go on people's shows we can never we never feel like and we're gonna get a whole big old boost from being over there Mm -mm. because there's crossover is kind of a weird thing people like what they like you introduce something new you might go over there you might not right but um we can't get them to listen once correct and if they like it they'll stay and but if they stay up to them they yours you know yes. like that and, and honestly sometimes they leave us like they be like actually, yeah we've had people to leave us they were like actually i found a brand new girlfriend we right. were like oh we ain't even met we be like have a good time with your girlfriend y'all go out to eat have a dinner do you know okay you you want me to give you a gift enjoy and because that's the thing we don't take it personally yeah I, like i listen to three guys on every week and some uh, inevitably somebody almost always emails in hey i heard of y'all the black guy tips and now y'all are my favorite podcast i'm like you know what mine too let's go i don't care right they i like them more than we us all too. loving uh, that's, right me that's, too that's why i'm listening to them i like them more than us too <laughs> i was listening to them for a replay of myself okay same um but yeah she says uh many thanks and cheers to move to more live shows in the future sincerely mariana and allegra p.s karen your makeup was so lovely it did it did what makeup supposed to do accent all your beautiful features you look natural and glowing with that thousand watt smile you had me smiling every time i saw you thank you thank you uh yeah karen was stunting on them it was good my mom did her makeup so that was it was all it was cool uh you are all awesome this is from kai who says hey rod and karen i'm sorry that i missed your recent live show and when you were in seattle blame tigalero and big crit i was jamming to their albums that entire month i had no idea you were in town mm. 
that's a shame that's a shame we don't get out there every once Mm -hmm. and then uh this year we didn't get invited back to podcon so yeah we won't you never know man won't be out there see me in your neck of the woods you might want to holler at us Mm -hmm. you know Uh, i know we're supposed to be in uh at uc irvine uh in october like the weekend of like i think it's like the 25th 26 27 somewhere Mm -hmm. around there like that saturday um i have i don't have the exact date for the uh i mean exact time for when we uh so the 27th so i don't have the exact time for when we're gonna be out there and shit but i will let y'all know when we get all the details yeah. out and out on the show so if y'all want to come out come your ass out there if you coming don't be right y'all when y'all coming to count y'all be saying these things and then when it's time it's like you know we get out there y'all be yeah. like i didn't even know y'all was here don't Nobody be emailing me. me like you might hear this six months from now i don't know you might be some some more good music drop that lupe you might be this i don't know what you're listening to but uh i hope you hear this soon and you know keep up with the show because we try to promote when we go out places mm-hmm. but nah we sorry we missed you and we really do wish you could have made it I know. uh it says uh i wanted to co-sign a recommendation for food wars um so it's like a nerd off thing did we talk about that on nerd off anyway if you can get past the fan service it's fucking amazing you don't watch uh just don't watch it when you are hungry <laughs> uh yeah i have it queued up on hulu so um food wars is good if it's the show i'm thinking about okay you how you watch it on hulu hold on does it come on um the cooking channel or, or, or no she no 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 it's an anime oh no 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 i haven't watched that oh the an- oh, okay i know it's talking about no 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 haven't seen that i want to see that one yeah we'll sit down and watch that one yeah i have it on hulu i'm sorry i've been watching some other stuff lately um but i'll catch up to it also mm-hmm. i would like to recommend a series called Bananya which is on crunchy rolls a series of three minute episodes which features cats that live in bananas uh bananas <laughs> there's no overarching storyline but it's cute as fuck it serves as a nice palate cleanser i might check that out lastly i'm glad you guys fuck with then typhoon and if you find yourselves back in seattle again i'd love to take you and all the other tvgw team fans to den typhoon for an even richer experience the more people you have the more stuff you can order oh mm. thanks ka yeah that's a good point i would have just had like two of everything i could have got way more but we was like it's just both of us so yeah no reason to order all that food that shit was delicious though that's like really the main reason to go back to seattle of all the things that right (laughs) of all the shit like we go why y'all we that's all we want you know like it was nice to meet people and shit they was cool you know like it was cool to be at the podcon and like yada 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 live show blah 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 but that did typhoon though like i dream of that okay Me, we have nothing like it here nothing soup dumplings ah in the front cooking them like the crack house just uh wrapping them up oh how do y'all not go to that every day how is that not just a line out the door just like the, the all the way down to the steps of the mall just a line yeah. of people like from the third floor just like yes then typhoon of course yeah and i, I think we got that when they first opened up too yeah uh linda brothers right son what's up niggas hey dog how you doing i hope i get this on time for this week's feedback show i got no, just got the notification saying going live so i'll keep it short and sweet man i'm so glad you guys are able to pull off the live event the community you built around you was incredible and i'm happy to be a part of it it was great seeing you two in person again it was really dope meeting justin and rod's parents for the first time justin and rod's you mean rod and rodney's was justin parents there it was great meeting. It was great meeting Justin. Right. Oh, and Rod's parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he was saying. Okay. Anyway, 
i'm tripping it was it was great meeting some of the other people i've interacted with online as well i didn't get to meet everyone i wanted to there were a few folks i saw but didn't have a chance to get over and speak to of course not everyone who wanted to be there could be but i want to give a huge shout out and love to everyone i did get to meet talk to and or take a picture with at the show everyone was cool as fuck that's what i'm talking i saw so many people talking to each other everybody like i like there were people i really wish like i saw the pictures later i was like they was there oh right some of y'all i didn't even know was there yeah i was like oh you were there you were there and you were there because yeah and then i'm bad about picture taking so it was a lot of stuff where like i did run into people and i just forgot like i'm like oh shit chris made it through what's up man i always see you on facebook da, da, da. how y'all doing what y'all getting into after this Ivory, what's up and then i as soon as i walk away i was like oh yeah i could have took pictures of all them i should have taken pictures for myself that's that that, that was a mistake so i'm the picture queen so i probably got pictures of everybody yeah you put out a whole lot of pictures a lot of people said just on your instagram and stuff it's like they was there yeah, so. everybody was getting the pictures i always do that i always get everybody i don't care if million of them y'all gonna get them all on my page but i just really like seeing that people were mingling with each other because that to me is more important than whether or not we get to talk to people or they get to be around us or not i mean that's cool and stuff and i did appreciate the conversation we got to have with people and i mean because they were short for the most part but you know it means the world to us that people came to this thing you know right. what i mean um and i didn't want to feel like and that's shout out to the event planners because they made it not feel like we were being assholes or big timing people because i don't want to be looking like don't talk to me you know like <laughs> you ever go to comic con or some shit and they be like they had those tables where you can get something signed but then like they they shut you down because they don't want to talk to you which i understand they have to do because obviously they it's a fucking nerd con they probably get these fucking weird nerd conversations They're like man just let me sign this fucking picture and you can leave you know it's like oh my god you wrote song and like what i don't understand is when they went to that planet why they like um sir yeah. sir sir there's a thousand people behind you you got to get the moving right and i get why they would be like don't talk to me unless you put 50 dollars in somebody else's hand i i totally get that but i didn't want to have that vibe of like keep it moving you know what i'm saying like right. i didn't want to do that and people were and on top of that our audience they were so polite and so like considerate of the next person behind them in line mm-hmm. they were so considerate of, of our time and how we were feeling and shit like it was like it honestly could not have been a better collection of people and to know that what we do brought that collection of people together and to watch those people interact with each other is extremely humbling and i'm so appreciative of that because you're watching people where you're like they don't really know each other but they kind of kind of know each other or they know a little bit about each other maybe from writing in maybe from their feedback maybe from their social media maybe from the facebook group whatever and they and they end up having that conversation where you're like yo i love those people hitting it off is dope that's beautiful mm-hmm. um so he says everyone's cool as fuck the vibe before during and after the show with nothing but love love for Ryder, karen love for each other and what the show stands for i can't thank you guys enough for welcoming me into your community i've been down for a long time but every now and then there are moments that i really take a step back and think of how fortunate i am to be part of something so special thursday night was one of those moments all right that's all that's all i got for now i'm about to go, uh dig into this food i just brought i'll holler peace peace yeah and he had that uh zamunda forever shirt which i, I was like it's not very often that i find myself envious of a shirt i know right but you sir have unlocked that achievement i was like oh yeah he was like i hope my shirt get here before i leave i seen him online yeah it was prince hakeem doing the doing the wakanda salute too. yes it was it was dope that was a dope shirt 
um all right and so then we also have a bunch of gifts and stuff yes um so do you want to do that first you want to talk about the live show first what do you think we should do no i i'll I'll make the the, the executive decision i want to open my gifts last so let's talk about the live show go ahead okay so you want to do that last okay yeah because it's my birthday tomorrow and some of this shit is for my birthday Uh, i've never had a birthday party at least not since i was a very small kid and uh now that i'm gonna be 40 tomorrow um i can't imagine having a birthday party i've never thrown one for myself or anything but this was kind of like that and when we perceived it and we're looking at dates i was like let's pick a date around my birthday like fuck it i ain't never had a birthday party so that shit count i counted that you have all been to my birthday party a big ass birthday party it was fun i was comfortable everybody was appreciative i got to be on stage with my wife and uh one of my best friends like it it meant the world to me so i'm counting that shit as my birthday party and it would be tacky to open my gifts before we talk about the live show so i open my gifts at the end we can do that all right so go ahead karen take it away go ahead me take it away oh but we can start with the day we joked about how i woke up at the crack of dawn oh okay so you want to go through the whole thing all right so look uh karen woke up at like eight something i was i, I, actually I was, was asleep I, I was up way before that i couldn't sleep y'all. i was i was for the past few days leading up to it i was a ball of energy like i can't explain it i couldn't sleep i was a ball of energy yeah i wasn't nervous at all so i i like this is the most comfortable i've ever been like i was sleeping i was completely like i wasn't even like great at, like i've been good at cordoning off my like psyche where i'm like this thing is gonna happen but i'm not gonna get all amped up over it you know like i'm like it's gonna happen because that's how it's supposed to happen we've done all the planning we're prepared we got capable people shout out to our event planner mm-hmm. uh one touch yeah is the event one touch llc um jillian and valerie um oh, they, were they did that shit they handled so it was stuff- you would have thought we had a 17 person team right? it was two of them they did everything they literally did everything and it was also one of the things too where we'd be like well we'll do this they'd be like no 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 that's what you pay us for like they were literally like no no we'll handle this we'll take care of this they were back and forth with the venues they did a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we didn't even see they kept everything organized we met with them weekly uh we got itinerary that was literally down planned down to the minute of everything we were supposed to do for the course of the day the staff had that same schedule like like i said they set up stuff they broke down stuff uh because i was a ball of energy i was like you know they were doing something i was like can i help and they was like no no you cannot help us they was like <laughs> they had to send me away because <laughs> i just like to help and they was like no 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 they was like no you go backstage and you just kind of relax this is before um uh vip people got there she was like no she was like because we, we're gonna get this prepared and we'll bring you up and all that stuff so like you said it, with everything going on you literally thought it was like a like you said 20 people team and they handled it flawlessly yeah the first thing i would tell people to do if you're gonna do an event is try to get an event planner please they made everything a lot easier Sweet. and there was just things they've done before things they've looked at on our behalf that you know i didn't feel like we were gonna get you know a swerve at the last second where somebody just gonna hit us up and be like oh y'all didn't know about the blank so we just knew about certain shit ahead of time and then you know i know <laughs> the running joke between us and them was just 
they were like you guys are so laid back right so chill, so that's what they, they was like y'all are some of the easiest people we've ever worked with yeah because i think you know they're probably used to a little bit more like client headaches of people being like My weddings like you know why this cost this much or mm-hmm. well i want to walk in on a sea of water that flows from the you know like and and for us it was just kind of like no nah, that's cool you know they're like you know they would ask us stuff that to it's funny because to me i'm like i can't believe a person would fucking think this this is something they could demand reasonable for me too i'm like is this reasonable but but obviously it was reasonable to somebody because they probably have they only asking (laughs) us that question because somebody has demanded that like the day of the event they were like uh so is there a way you want us to dress i was like what What? no wear whatever you want like what who who the fuck what kind of slave ownership shit is that like uh you better not be wearing white i know that much like so to me it never crossed my mind right but they thought of everything I was like tennis shoes and jeans shit I told them I said like, y'all gonna be working yeah they probably felt like they thought of everything and we still was like eh whatever right, uh, right. <laughs> we was okay and and also the thing about them is that they organized everything for us so when we was like hey we want these venues they're the one that called they're the one that scheduled so when you come in it cuts down on it, it cuts down on a lot of nuance so when you come in you go you know such such a call from you know they, and a lot of times when events plan the calls they're more they're more likely to be on top of versus if you call individually trying to make an appointment because of an event planner call they like oh y'all trying to spend some money y'all got somebody calling on y'all behalf right it's so for me it was kind of like um they they did a lot of stuff where we just got presented with options right and they were worth every penny of it and yes, i think everybody trying to organize something think about that before you go into it because if you can't afford the event planner stuff then you might want to rethink the whole point because you're going to end up paying that cost in labor you do yourself and you're not an expert and you don't know everything and now you sign the shit and you're right. like i hope i didn't fuck that up right you, you don't want no hidden cost and and stuff like that they like, know questions to ask yes before you get there like they're like are you going to want this at this venue because it's going to cost this much or are you going to want that they just know quite like uh we we're making sure everything is set up for you know uh disability americans with disabilities act like mm-hmm. we don't want a venue that you know is 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 gonna be um ableist or whatever right um, and 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 the thing is is one of those things where like when we was doing the venue she had like a list of questions that we asked because we just didn't know what to ask and because like i said they've done this before they know what to ask what are the standards that you should have or the standards that you should meet um and it was one of the things where uh even for the event like we had met with them like a week before the event with like the uh with blumenthal and they were asking like the tech person questions and they was like what about this and what about this can you do this what can you do with this do we need this court do we need that like 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 all types of uh, technical stuff that we would not have known how to do and so it was just wonderful to know and they gave you a like a list of hey this is how much we no hidden costs like these are the things and you know they can do things like talk them down on calls get stuff on discount like all types of stuff that we wouldn't have no have no idea how to what to do so yeah that was a big part of it um like i said karen woke up early she wanted to get a special shirt the lando star wars shirt Mm -hmm. to go to star wars head wrap that she has she woke up at eight in the morning and she texts me on her way out because i thought i heard the door but i was like what at eight in the morning like we have a show to do we got to leave here like by one fifteen. like 
let like if we're doing anything we need to you know be on the same page today you can this can't be a day where you just come back at 12 and i'm like what what the hell happened right you know so she texts me like hey on my way to get a drop cord oh we need to return that drop cord and that uh other thing we didn't use too to big lots okay anyway um she's like hey i got this drop cord and uh i'm gonna get a drop cord and a shirt and i was like the shirt place is not open and she was like yeah it is or it's not open i was like i know no that's so it's a fucking nerd t-shirt store it don't open till like 10 like they they're not gonna ain't nobody going to the I nerd t-shirt store everybody ain't walmart eight in the morning so she had to come back home i was like we'll go back Nerds out together. have needs too and she comes back in the uh in the house and uh she came in the bedroom she's all geared up or whatever geeked up and i'm still trying to sleep and i was, now i'm about to be woke up and i was just like why all right you have to stop acting weird like she's like acting weird what do you mean i'm acting weird i'm not acting weird i'm like you are definitely acting weird this is a thing you know you get hyped up before we do things everywhere we go it's it's, i'm not i'm not trying i'm just letting making you be aware that you are doing the thing that that you do right now just chill out like it's okay we gonna do this we got it we got everything figured out we are prepared i just got energy on to to get the shirt so um we so then she lay back down in the bed and then uh i just held her for a while she went to sleep kind of yeah for like 20 30 minutes and then we got up and started running the errands i gotta go to the next uh we're going to the next uh, yeah, session, session. Y'all. give me one second guys uh i'm gonna move myself over okay cool um but yeah all right cool and long uh, all right yeah, i'm already in there cool and there i go i'm on camera and i'm gonna put you back on screen okay invite everybody else over all right i think that's it all right cool um and i'll just give you a second again on screen all right i should be and i don't know if you can see me there you go there you go i see you now um but yeah you know she was she, she was like so hyped up uh whatever i was ready to beat everybody yeah i was like okay let's just let's take it down a notch i know right calm down you like, think harriet tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom that's how karen was when she woke up that morning i clear y'all i i, I was ready i was like it doesn't have to be like this like we're gonna take a slow approach to the day uh and so we went out we ran some like like i said we got the shirt got this drop cord thing um got a surge protector in case we needed that shit because listen so there was this one thing and this is not necessarily venue's fault but um there was this one dude that was like part of the sound crew and when we went through the walkthrough he was doing this thing i don't know if y'all experienced this but it's so annoying it was fucking annoying because we were like all right what equipment do we need to bring and he's like what do you record with i was like i have a mixer i have my actual like the pcs that we have i uh well that sounds good we have a digital recorder that sounds good to me okay so we also need to record this thing yeah you can record okay but what cables do we need whatever y'all bring is be fine okay we're gonna be on the center of the stage what if i want to record from the center of the stage well you might need a cord what kind of cord uh, audio cord how long there's fucking 37 types of audio cords 
so and then the other dude that happened to be the one in charge evan who was really great oh, he was excellent he was like specific he was like okay oh. i can hook this up you need that um you know he was actually so accommodating i like i, I feel bad we lost half the show because it's my fault it's not his he was like oh you can put a backup recorder up here and i was like we should we shouldn't need it like this computer's never fucked up before it's a brand new pc and shit like and of course it fucked up of course um but yeah because i looked at that record like oh guess we're not using yeah, it yeah just froze but but he was right like and and evan was so professional the other dude just i don't know and you know people just personalities and shit but he right. was just so laid back and chill to the point where he was so non-specific i kept having nightmares we were gonna show the fuck up and the dude was gonna be like uh why y'all ain't bring a cord so we went and like went i went i we got all the stuff came back home and then i went back out to guitar city or wherever fucking was like hey man what's the longest av cord y'all have for um i mean no longest stereo jack audio cord y'all have just in fucking case what the 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 dude at uh the the, uh guitar city guitar city was like because we told we're going to blue he's like they got all the chords yeah and honestly i need that was the only thing that whole day i was nervous about because i needed and i needed and my so i have my rational mind my rational mind was like rod they're a fucking theater there is a zero percent chance they don't have every fucking chord you need underneath the sun like low-key you should show up and be mad if they don't got it like it shouldn't even be like like if they turn to you and be like why didn't you bring that chord you should be able to turn to them and be like are you out of your fucking mind why don't you have that chord you should have every you should have be the radio shack of chords in this motherfucker come on you should have backup chord to backup chord but i was paranoid a little bit because of that dude with his whole like ah just bring anything and i'm like see i don't know you sound kind of sound kind of like you're gonna hit me with that last minute like i can't believe you brought the 3.5 <laughs> you should have brought the 1.6 well damn so anyway we get there it's perfect they have all the chords and the dude at, at at fucking um what you call him he was as a guitar says like you should not need that shit and also the longest chord we got is 20 feet and i was like yeah so it wouldn't be long enough right. anyway they all probably right. got 100 foot chords there yeah right. so we uh get to the venue you know set up we had to carry everything in from the loading dock yeah the two black dudes at the loading dock this they was on some like they, a- they were doing andy a, shit they were doing a comedy skit that shit was fucking hilarious they were so good yes i mean they, they literally just started the, the 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 happiness for the rest of the day and yeah y'all um we had to ride around twice that was my bad yeah so um karen did this thing like so karen knows everything is in town most of the time she's the one with the best direction but i also have siri now and now that i have siri and ways and shit i don't need all siri so we get to the thing and we have to go to the loading dock which has a different address and so i'm like all right the load and, and we're running a little bit late anyway like 10 15 minutes and i'm like okay cool so let's say the loading dock is right here um but we're running late but we have like plenty of time it's like one so i'm like all right we're gonna make a left it's like you know turn left right here and first time we rode by i was like i don't know if that was a loading dock or not we i'm not 100 sure and so we by the time we were past it that's when it was like turn you're arrived and i'm like ah oh, damn okay we all have right. to and that, do it you turn we had to like it's downtown so it's a lot of one-way streets right and then we passed it we stopped at the second one and the dude was like oh yeah it's the one y'all just passed it was a different loading dock for a different building it wasn't right. even the same building so we go so it's like okay cool that wasn't a loading dock it's the other one 
i follow the directions get turned all the way around all this shit come back this time karen's got the phone because i'm driving obviously you know i don't want to have to constantly look at my phone and i'm like okay so this is what we passed last time this is the loading dock and she's like no no it's not it's the one up there i said that's the one we went to she's like it's not as we're talking of course we passed the fucking right one (laughs) because the damn phone i was looking at the phone and the gps i was like we but i was looking at my eyes we did this (laughs) i'm like how can we not we just literally walked we did this already (laughs) so then i was like like, what is wrong with you i'm like text everybody tell them we're gonna be like justin's bringing something for us (laughs) and then i'm like tell justin that justin's like i'm almost there i said we almost there actually we should have been there like these goddamn one-way streets fuck y'all everything was like you can't turn here you can't turn left or right one way one way what like it was three blocks of fucking one way it made no sense well yeah but it was mostly that you made us miss the turn a second time so no fuck that phone did that okay uh so then uh the like it wasn't even just the phone i was like this is the turn this is the turn this is the turn she was like no the phone says like the, the we saw this the phone is a little late on these things she didn't care i did not care and i'm gonna blame technology i said fuck you siri anyway we turned around and got in but justin beat us there and they they when you go to the that dock they make you get out your car they scan the shit for like your car for explosives underneath right they was like everybody out yeah let me check the trunk let me check the hood but they was making a whole lot of jokes and shit and they was cool they was hilarious well i think one dude asked me he was like he was like i need for y'all to get out one dude was like you don't tell people to get out because it was like this younger dude like this old man with like gray hair so their banter was just hilarious yeah he's like don't tell them to get out you ask what they please step out he's like oh so step out that's the old the old man was like yeah you tell them to step out then the old man was like hit that hood for me and he was like oh so you hit the hood now you don't tell them to open the hood please so they they had like this whole little thing going on they were funny yes Um, they were fucking hilarious we got our stuff upstairs thanks to justin evan uh me and karen were carrying stuff um and in the green room situation like because you know obviously different people come in you bring your own shit but people left something in there somebody left a red delicious apple in there which Mm -hmm. makes sense because why would you want to go back and get something so basic you would just leave it there to rot for eternity of course and no one would ever eat it because the red delicious apple it was ice cream in there (laughs) there was ice cream in there though um but i was like i'm not risking no lactose intolerance moments like I, my thing was i'm not eating all day like we ate uh bojangles i had a sandwich like that morning at nine or something and then i was just like i'm done eating because i like i had bad luck with these live show things i get yeah. sick like yeah, we've had that fuck before. that shit i was like i'm going to not eat anything <laughs> so we're just not gonna run that risk uh so we um get to uh the venue and stuff set everything up uh you know they set up the stage figured out how to get that screen on the stage to work with my pc so that they could uh you know uh show you guys like the logo Mm -hmm. as i was on my screen doing different things that was like a thing my dad and jillian walked me through we just figured it out together i didn't even know my fucking computer could do that so that was cool right right. you learn you learn something uh new every day and what was hilarious your mama uh, was uh, scheduled to do my makeup uh before uh the vip and people got there and it's hilarious because val came to me she was like uh yeah could uh could you uh contact you know his mama to see if she could come early i said okay and as soon as i said okay the phone rang and it was her. i said you must have talked her up roger mom was like yeah she was like, i was sitting at home and i was like you know what 
let's go early because i don't want to deal with no traffic <laughs> so they showed up early yeah so they got there and uh she started doing karen's makeup and stuff i'm setting up the audio shit i still remember the moment when i fucked up and didn't put up the backup recorder and it'll haunt me for the rest of my life um <laughs> we won't be doing that we will definitely be double recording everything yeah that'll never happen again Mm-mm. as long as i live and breathe the next time that happens it'll be because everything failed not just right my the, the first and the second whenever the power went out anyway um i guess in a way it's kind of good because like you should have been there that mm-hmm. first half of that show was amazing you just should have been there y'all. oh the, i'll never have those random thoughts again ever um uh but yeah it was fun and then um uh so we do the vip obviously dope meeting everybody talking to people people just like telling us their stories people coming from so far out like yeah it was was just uh really cool because the thing is everybody was there we kind of walked up last and it it was really neat just walking up and just kind of seeing everybody and walking through and and you could you could feel everybody's energy everybody's energy was real high and uh going uh when people signing and people bought a lot of stuff we were shining shirts and pillows all types of stuff yeah there was so much gear in there like the t public people have made so much money uh <laughs> with our brand because motherfuckers showed up and showed out like people had the live logo on stuff people mm-hmm. had shit the some old people school stuff people yeah uh our girl tanya had a fucking like um she had the shirt from cafe press day mm-hmm. the up top shirt right. like um we like it was so many people that just came decked the fuck out in gear where i was just like holy shit y'all love it people like sign my shirt sign the back of my shirt right sign this shirt that i bought just with me you know sign this poster sign like oh my god it was crazy and we were already giving out posters and stickers to everyone that we that we signed stuff with so to then have that it was just uh it was so fun um and uh after we signed everybody's stuff at the end the guy who runs the concessions came up you mm-hmm. guys may have seen him if you were there he had like a blue shirt and a weird yeah, the, twisty mustache that's how i remember him, the twirly mustache so he had the twirly mustache and he had us sign three different posters to three different people who at the time i was like it must be his kids or something you know it was kind of loud i couldn't hear everything everybody was saying and he was like uh man you know as long as i've been working at this theater you guys you know you guys have somebody from memphis in here and so to us me and karen having heard everyone's stories of how they got there it was like yeah that's cool like memphis is a, i mean it's a hall it's not like like we appreciate it but have you talked to everyone in here because some of these some, some of these people have come from all over the all world. over the place like la australia milwaukee paris uh, people have driven yeah somebody came from paris they were late so they couldn't get to the signing the vip signing thing but um she came from paris and she was on crutches right and so we were leaving and she was like can i get a picture because we were done with the show and she was like i came from paris and i'm on crutches i was like of course you can get a fucking picture like what what kind of asshole would be like ma'am the vip signing was three hours ago right, i'm sorry right. okay i'm sorry but uh strict rules i was like you goddamn right you can get a picture 
so uh yeah i i don't know man it was very humbling to, that people would do that right and people was from all over it was just amazing when people was telling you where they was from and and where they came from and people drove in their vehicles for hours people were in pl- airplanes for hours um uh, people bought all types of gifts which roger's going to go through in a little bit and it was just so much uh love and you know what the thing about it particularly with the vip y'all it really felt like big ass sentiment union it th- that's literally what it felt like it was like every time somebody came up it was just like hey how you doing hey how you yeah they said we we're supposed to sit down but we literally was like sit down take a picture stand up hug sit down take a picture stand up hug that's kind of how it was uh everybody like got po- their posters signed we gave with stickers and uh now your mama and daddy was hilarious because they waited till like the bulk of the people went through and then they walked up and just started screaming at us and we just started screaming at them just making all types of rackets hey, how you doing i'm like oh, Lord, what's wrong with y'all <laughs> yeah they I, they loved it man i was glad that they got to see what we do because you know i still remember when <laughs> i lost my job and told my dad this crazy plan i know your dad and, was like you know it's a it's a it's our parents jobs to worry about us you know right. and so this is some wild wild west shit and he's like so you sure right he was like man to man you, you're gonna be able you're you gonna, gonna be able to do this and i'm like i don't know but if i don't try how i'm gonna respect myself how i'm gonna ever if i don't take the chance now when am i supposed to take it you know like this can't be a back burner thing forever and uh that was the only time we really had to talk about it and after that like you know they've been nothing but supportive nothing and so but supportive. uh as jeff was telling me he was like because you know we have people of every type there you know lgbtq folks mm-hmm. asian people brown like everybody latino people like everybody latinx people like everybody is in their house so to see uh so you know they were like man it's it's beautiful just to see supportive parents and shit that you know are because this is some weird shit we doing right so, some, some so, unprecedented shit there's so a lot, lot of parents that would have been like i'm not cool what with the, this what the hell is that what internet what are we talking about i here? don't like all this cussing mm-hmm. this n-word shit this atheist shit i don't fuck with any None of this of i you know i don't like gay people like it's a lot of people that would have had those type of parents and mm-hmm. then it would have been some like you know it was some other shit but my parents are very much in my corner you know and uh for them to be there and for my brother to be there uh it meant a lot to me so you know uh, and it meant a lot to the people in the room because to them they're like every year they look forward to mother and father's day so they could be like i'm gonna get my episode you know um so that's important you know so it's good to be able to 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 keep that going for people to experience that live and stuff yes and i and i think for me uh some people got emotional a lot of people were very excited it was a lot of tears of joy and oh we was meeting people who got like free tickets like some people actually was like i can't make it i gave my vip ticket away and you know we had somebody was like i i somebody gave a ticket away and i was able to come because you know they gave their vip ticket away i wouldn't have been able to make it you know i drove you know four five six hours to get here you know type of thing so it was just so much uh love in the room and we got to meet people who 
we have literally been talking to and communicate i don't know last year and this year was the year of okay y'all gonna meet these internet people quote unquote we gotta meet the jailer i got to meet june june in harlem like and some of these are people we've known like for years back in back in the twib days and so it was just wonderful to actually meet them and like i said i wasn't catfished on nobody that 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 was the biggest thing i was like it wasn't no oh you don't look like your pictures i know you look exactly like your avatar and so it was amazing to meet all the people from all walks of life and and it was just i don't i don't know it was and, and i guess because uh the way everything was structured it was just beautiful just signing and hugging and, and crying and and i think the most beautiful part was the mingling i think a lot of people came a lot of people was like came by themselves like a lot of people came but it's like once you got there it was like family like uh uh wanga came and i seen pictures of him online he going to brunch with people wanga was just like out just doing shit it was like this tall uh white dude with a bunch of brown people in color. wanga is half asian but go ahead oh, my bad just, just don't want to forget it i'm just saying you know mary was counting mary oh, was like okay. it's only, she's okay. like i was she, counting she, i only see three she, asian people i'm like did you count wanga because you know she what was saying? Counting. My count bad. the 3.5 we got a round up we trying to get everybody I, we can okay you know. I, I, Wong, I'm, please forgive me I'm, I'm not trying to trying to discount any of your people and your heritage but uh nah it was a lot of people that came that uh was cool to talk to and stuff for uh like i said even for a second it was uh kind of inspiring that you know there were people that gave up vip tickets and stuff that you know i was able to give to people that literally that day which you know it was as much as it was like extra work it was still something that was if it only was going to take me a minute to do mm-hmm. and that was good that could possibly make somebody's day right i was going to do it and like literally there was somebody who sent and she was like somebody canceled on me last second i had two vip tickets if you can like separate these two tickets so that i keep the first one and they get the second one you can get the second ticket away and there was another guy he was actually the first person to ask for vip tickets but it took him so long to respond to the email that i had given away all the vip tickets by the time i got to him and so he emailed me back finally and was like oh i'll take those tickets he still got them i was like well it's the day of those tickets are pretty much gone and then i got one that one in and i said hey i don't know if you'd be interested but i do have this one ticket it wouldn't be two it'd just be one and you could you know come upstairs and all this stuff um and he was like yep i talked to my wife she said it's okay we're actually driving right now i'm on the way and so i sent it to him and he showed up and he took a picture and told us he had a fetty car shirt on mm-hmm. uh and and we we talked for a second he told us he's like i'm the one that got the ticket dotted out took a picture with him literally like two people behind him right was, was the woman that gave up that ticket right. so it was just kind of like a cool like serendipitous moment of like yo that like small world but like that is the show you see what i'm saying like that moment that's the show to me is like oh look at this person you know because look this is a business we still americans it's a capitalistic enterprise like we if we take a bath on this shit then we won't be doing number two you know like it it is what it is like we like we're still dealing with finite resources and stuff we're not rich people or anything Mm -mm. so when it comes to something like that you know we could have had a more like a profit driven motive of like yeah you if you buy tickets then you don't want to use them too bad or you i guess y'all can send them to each other but keep us out of it but like there's a lot of it where we facilitated people getting there because we just want people to be there and right. experience it and if someone else bought a ticket 
i don't give a fuck who the people are that show up like if like especially if they want to be there and there was a lot of people you man you just times are hard we've been there i've been i've been there like we've all been in that situation where it's like i don't got it and i would love to do this and there's nothing worse than missing out on some like once in a lifetime shit because your pockets is ain't right and there is no way to get in other than that and so to have people that were like i'm in chicago i can't make it i bought two tickets can you just get these to somebody on my behalf man absolutely you know um behind the scenes triangle wine co bought five um living color bought 10 like there were just rent there were just people that bought five and ten like there were just people who were like uh give this give the two people don't take give these people my vip ticket yeah all right go ahead there was like i know i'm not gonna make it i just bought it to support give them away yeah some of them were and there were people that planned on making it like uh dom we were gonna meet dominic um rivera i was really looking forward to but some things fell through with the hurricane he couldn't make it he was like give my vip tickets away and somebody got his like it was just cool to be able to facilitate that because honestly more important than everything else was that and if there were people that wanted to upgrade or something they could have emailed or whatever and i was trying to figure it out you know uh up until literally chris is in the middle of his set and i was sending my aunt tickets so because she's like your cousin want to come i'm like all right hold on let me see what i can do so like we were trying to make it work for everybody and yes extra work on the day of no we not it's not expected of everybody you can't hit up uh kid fury and be like can i can i email you about tickets like no you can't but we're not them we're somebody else and i'm glad that we have a community to do that and if that means you know we sold a few less tickets than we would have or whatever or maybe we sold the same amount but more people got to get in the door that's all that matters right and the thing is you i always say you're a flexing of your audience and because we constantly it's a give and take we give to the audience the audience gives back to us so you know it was just amazing to see people like here i can't make it but give them away so y'all gave a lot of people an opportunity like right said people were like writing like like letters and pages just kind of explain well you ain't got to explain just be like i want tickets yeah it's not a hardship it's not a hardship fun i mean i appreciate people telling us the story but right this was not about making people feel bad it's like just come you can come i just want people to come like so we had a good time with that uh vip thing rolled down the elevator got to talk to jeff and uh the poly family yes which i was i feel like i'm already part like i just feel like i know y'all already right <laughs> like hey, jack what's going on like like it's like i know him and shit like uh that's what i really felt like i really felt like oh we already know each other right um you know i got to see some of the people that uh my problematic faves on my facebook page where i'm like um you know i say oh i get to see samir and it's not just her coming in and disagreeing about my taste on everything uh, it's just uh, i'm like uh, finally face to face you yeah i get to finally meet you a very tall woman i was like mm-hmm. get to finally meet you and see eye to eye on the person that just hates my taste on and disagrees oh she's beautiful and it was it was hilarious i looked at i say you're so tall she said you're so short i said i'm used to it everybody taller than me yeah so it was cool to get to meet all those people mm-hmm. um and that was like i said it's, i see pictures afterwards i'm like oh, i ain't see them i ain't see them yes uh shout out to my man uh paul andre uh pj joseph i don't know what the p are we calling him what? paul andre paul andre he was there it was cool um he hooked us up with uh some stuff uh it was just and, it was just fun 
Go yeah. ahead. And John from Project Fandom, he came out. He shout, came. We didn't even get to out, see him. Right. Shout out to him. We didn't even get to see him. Justin had went to the bathroom and was saying he was there. And it was, I seen him taking pictures of fans of his that was like, oh, you John? Yeah. So it was cool, man. Especially like other podcasts being there and getting to kind of, um, you know, have their moment. Yeah. Be touched uh yeah be touch was there I, all right at this point we're just doing shout outs um, oh my bad but because <laughs> because i'm 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 sitting here and, and my my memory just rolling back through. well I, I don't i'm trying to avoid doing too oh. many shout outs because i don't because i know i'm gonna forget somebody i don't want to leave people oh, out yeah i don't i'm not and I'm i don't want it to be like they didn't mention me because i really like there was we met 200 something people and i'm not gonna remember everybody no, and i don't want to be yeah seeming like i'm picking favors no I, but there were so many people and i can't even remember everyone that's which is why they all should have got me a gift so if you didn't give me if and i forgot your name that's on you that's on you you knew my birthday was coming why would you do something so stupid so so careless so so callous even callous i say um but nah so i won't remember everybody but no, we love everybody yeah we but you know we don't miss if we didn't mention you that's all it wasn't us, personal yeah. everybody was making impacts and and yes stuff they was and, uh it was just cool to, to 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 get to to see there you know to see people like that so um and of all ranges you know the professors was in the house mm-hmm. uh the smart people people from the gas house was in the house yes like, everybody they was. was in the house um the, the dude from gaston was hilarious he was like look i told my job six o'clock y'all gotta let me out of here <laughs> he was like i'm not playing with y'all yeah, serious about that right oh uh, and then um we go downstairs chris performs like we hang out with chris in the break but the green one for like 30 minutes and you know kicking it with him talking about traveling chris is trying to get in the zone so you know it's like a careful balance between you want to respect the fact that you know comedians <laughs> comed- <laughs> it was funny i did a face uh, uh instagram live while we were yes. back there uh with chris <laughs> i was hyping it up because i was like you know how comedians be super serious and shit so i went instagram live and was like this nigga so serious right now <laughs> it's about to go down this nigga does not play about making you laugh okay ain't no jokes back here motherfuckers like great we about to have the greatest special of all time for 30 minutes jl covan who like i was talking <laughs> i was talking smack about other podcasts and uh uh justin was back there with us and stuff so we did that and then chris goes out and kills mm-hmm. kills it man like i now the thing is even if i, I even if i would have had a recording of his set i wouldn't when, have put it no, out because i don't want to burn his stuff but mm-hmm. like the jokes that he did specifically for us um were so funny like he opened up with like they said they were gonna do it and it happened this ain't no fan con shit and everybody was dying yes um he said they didn't tell you they were gonna have a light-skinned dude from black panther come <laughs> and he didn't come he's like we we got y'all so um he came out and just like he he was he killed it man it was so cool to see mm-hmm. honestly like i said it was like a birthday present to myself i watch it from the side of the stage and i'm just crack i'm cracking up but i was so relaxed and shit it wasn't even awesome like and then we got to go out there i was I, it was like i was having such a good time and that's as good that's the thing about having a professional is like he's so good at what he does i'm able to relax right because i'm like he got it i got it you know and so he does his set um it's amazing we then we come out and just the standing ovation we got energy it was just like 
oh my god because i had planned on having karen come out first and then i was gonna i wasn't gonna tell her she was gonna come out first and i was gonna make her wait like 10 15 seconds and then i was gonna come out and then be like oh i had to get my chakras in line oh lord but i was like oh i don't know karen might fuck around and like go back backstage or something i don't know <laughs> i know i told her women did i come out too soon right so uh um, you know me so i didn't do that i went ahead and came out and i had switched shirts to like a lauren hill shirt so you know the lauren hive the ant hill we was in full effect um and then i opened up the show with some lauren hill lyrics and it just went like that man we brought justin out you know thanked everybody for coming out thanked our event planners um thanked our sponsors shadowed our productions we got dexter to come mm-hmm. like adam and eve adam and oh no we did adam and eve at like, the end oh yeah they'll hear that because i'm gonna put that audio at the end of the show okay. but um we just shouted everybody out man t public because mm-hmm. they was in the house and everybody was everybody was looking so good in the t public gear shirts and hoodies and all kinds of shit and uh then we brought justin out and everybody went crazy for justin and uh my problematic least fave and then he uh trolled the show the whole time and uh, at uh, one point he like jumped into the artist try to win a prize and it was like get your ass back right on i was like you know you can't win i was looking at him like man you disqualified right so like i said if someone has the audio for that i'll gladly put it out i know mm-hmm. it won't be as good as the audio from the computer would have been but mm-hmm i would gladly put it out just so people can have it because it was that good of a time yes but um everyone was like laughing at the jokes um you know like in my mind it just went the way that it was supposed to go but the way that i pictured it you know and with us riffing and karen and justin contributing and all of that stuff um and we so because of the theater you can't play copyrighted music on the inside of theater now Mm -hmm. outside i had like a whole show playlist right on the outside for people when they mingled and stuff and had like one lauren hill song for like every five or six songs um i don't think they noticed but it was it's the little things for me anyway um he so inside though we had to play like royalty free music which we had you know there's all kinds of royalty free music on spotify and Mm -hmm. shit hip-hop beats and shit anyway um so inside though it's like we can't play the the game show song for like guess the race because i ain't got the i ain't got the i ain't got the five you know what i mean and i don't want and i don't want to get home and they be like okay so about that check we're supposed to send you right. um we had to take out 10 grand for you know like well huh, and you owe us now you owe us like so i didn't want to do all that so instead we just did the game show songs acapella Mm-hmm. which was fun very very fun everybody got to sing you know it's like we're just fucking with those black people and everybody's singing it with us and clapping and uh, you know I, how i imagine people do it at their cubicles and their heads home, on the train right. in their house at the gym except with us right and it was literally the chat room come to life literally yeah. and so then we played games and we got to give away these adam and eve prize bags that we also filled up with like loot crate stuff yeah, it was- and each adam and eve bag had like listen the stuff they sent us it was some high quality one of like, them had two toys adam and eve wasn't playing okay mm-hmm. like they sent us shit where it was just like ooh, i looked that's like oh i know this is i pizza. said i know I, my toys i don't know anyone's sexual proclivities but i if you don't use it yourself i hope you find somebody to use it on i hope they get to have it you put it in a christmas bag these whole these 
toys need to go to homes or holes or whatever they need to go to welcoming places but they were like they were like hitachis and yeah, shit yeah they wouldn't know they wouldn't know cheap shit yeah so they that we gave that stuff away play sore ratchetness all that type of stuff and then ended the show took pictures a few more times on stage because i tried to go because i knew we had an interview right after the show yes. and we was running a little bit late to be honest because uh we went over the time and with oh my computer froze in the middle of the show right so i had to reboot my computer during the show mm-hmm. some behind the scenes stuff like i said roger had downloaded uh some stuff on his uh tablet like he had, he was like just in case the wi-fi janky i'm gonna put it put out and put everything on my tablet he ended up having to use that tablet as we were talking we ended up talking about insecure during this little part but as we were talking i'm literally opening up my tablet turning on my tablet connecting my tablet to wi-fi going to the app for a pocket uh to look at our old articles that we could talk about for guest the race or fucking with black people and also at the same time turning my computer back on trying to log back in <laughs> like it was a lot starting everything back up again it was seeing if audacity would recover the file it couldn't because it was such a long file i was like oh nigga no what is happening in my brain but <laughs> on the outside i was just like oh yeah you know we just do this story yeah, and most everybody didn't even know that shit happened i mean we said it but i said it out loud and i and like at the end jillian was like wait so it really did break i was like yeah, yeah. It, it just froze i don't know i think it was recording too long anyway um so at the end you know we got to see aaron freeman yes uh which is the first time like first time a long time coming like that is crazy i've known that dude virtually for years at this point and never got to meet him Mm -mm. we got to see najayla ree um once again known these people for years june in harlem known these people for years virtually never got to meet them you know what i mean and you know uh not to get too sidetracked but uh a debt is owed to twib for me like i wouldn't have met these people if not for elon james white if not for twib i know that you know people have different feelings about twib and elon at this point but i'm thankful because that experience was something that enriched my life and there's a lot of people that wouldn't know of each other and work together and all this stuff so shout out to him you know that like that spirit of twib was in the building too too so many people came up to me man when you were calling twitter when you were calling the morning jones right a a lot of that i was like y'all niggas go way back like we talking about pushing with almost 10 years or more now i was like y'all go way back if you're talking about like twib and the morning jones we 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 internet old so yes we is so anyway um it was cool to see aaron um najayla all those people all the twib folks um you know and then we go backstage uh after i had to go wrangle karen that's also when we took the picture with the person that was from paris yeah um, yeah you you got to uh, uh wrangle me in like some cats yeah i tried to like hop off stage like let me just hurry the fuck up and get off of here so that because i know karen will go crowd surfing and then we're gonna <laughs> end up being late and i told this lady she could interview us after the show right so i had to come get her and be like come on yeah, let's, let's I, go and uh um i know you saying somebody had bought their kid there and i seen them and i waved at them because yeah. they was kind of coming down but we didn't get to speak so for those of you that came up we were running because we had an interview yeah but and then also like we just had we really did need to go so right um we go back do this interview it takes about 15 20 minutes um jillian and all like everybody like after we do the interview we every, it's like i felt like everything got packed up and we just was gone like the the professional like evan he was back there packing up all the cords mm-hmm. um every like everybody uh just did their thing i was trying to recover 
the uh the audio file which yeah. obviously didn't happen so I, then i was just like oh my god like in my head like the, the whole night is ruined and then, but you know what i allowed i didn't allow that to ruin my night like it made me a little like heated and that i couldn't figure out why i didn't save it uh because it, it's supposed to recover it right i'm pretty sure you might can google that i oh i know i okay. know what i'm doing this is oh, not happening this is okay. not my first trip this was a oh, okay. if i can't figure it out it can't be done that i know that i okay. knew exactly where to find the files um it's just it was recording so long i think it said we it, it can't keep this memory you know oh, anyway okay. uh point being i was like not gonna let it ruin my night like sorry i wish everybody could hear it that was here they can't too bad sincerely i really want to especially people that pay for tickets and shit and just right. couldn't make it it was really important to me for them to get it but i fucked up uh especially not having a backup recording uh with the other device that was the part where i was like i could have done that why didn't i how did i forget to do that because i had it in my hand anyway we uh but i did get half the show so then we yes. um we go out to eat with chris and justin and jillian and val that was fun and uh we actually saw dexter and mike in right. there they and was- they were at coke we was in there and june was in there and june let me get my white woman of color on and touch her locks which i appreciated <laughs> from the bottom of my heart it was so soft it was like a what it was like a lamb y'all <laughs> so soft um and so it was cool coke we uh quit me a few more times uh no she threatened to quit me the next week she, so i get a week off from getting quit I, it seems if she's a woman of her word right we'll see. you'll be on the back on the list next week yeah i've already gotten into some hijinks so who knows but uh she uh she was there and um that was cool like seeing uh, other fans was in there eating and stuff so we went right. to dandelion market right and you know me i was talking to everybody and their mama yeah yeah and it was hilarious i was sitting there doing something and justin looked at me he said you look like you want to get up i said i do <laughs> mm-hmm. so we um and then we we ate um i didn't order anything because karen doesn't eat that much at this point so and be ordering the most too i ordered like three th- tables delicious she did order three things and i was like i'll just eat what she don't eat uh plus i just didn't i was i don't know it's like i wasn't hungry yet like i just and i think i needed to like get and especially once the sh- the audio fucked up and i was like can i get it back will i get it back it was kind of like to my mind my mind was just back to the like how do i fix my fucking audio and uh <laughs> and then of course um we hung out with chris and everybody at the table and we had fun and everybody was hitting it off and val and chris got into his gluten uh his vegan cookie joke <laughs> argument and then we had a discussion about who got the best um food in a uh grocery stores and gas stations and shit it was <laughs> it was just a good time man jillian asked us how we what we thought about the event and stuff and how you know how to go and all this stuff and it still had that thing where you know to me it's like it in my mind i visualized what it was gonna be and it was exactly what i thought it would be and and i knew something or unforeseen would happen and that because it always happens something always goes uh, something different than how you right, planned right. it you never yeah and it was to it was the laptop just resetting on me um but other than that everything went off exactly how i wanted even better than i wanted mm-hmm. it um it was so funny because the people from the venue were like when are y'all doing this again and so every, right and, and everybody's like i can't wait to the next one y'all gonna go on the tour and so first of all i'm appreciative and i love that everybody wants us to to do more and i do want to do more but 
it's like a nigga just finished a marathon because we've been playing this all year like january so it's like a nigga just finished a marathon everybody like so you trying to go running you ready for the next one you trying to take a jog real quick i'm like man i'm not even thinking about that shit right now i'm thinking about bed you know and plus after all the interaction i was tired like i was just done like i was like i need to go lay my ass down take a take a go to sleep you know get in my house look at this audio yeah we basically got in like the next day (laughs) yeah so we finally get home and shit um and you know all the walking we were carrying a bunch of shit too sometimes go in and out so you know uh we it was you know your arms get tired your back gets tired i'm starting to feel like a little crampy like i'm getting cramps i drank a lot of water but still it was starting to get a lot of cramps like you do 60 70 get up from the chair hug exercises that should be an exercise i'm going to start my own exercise plan come on uh, you get a good ass workout get up from the chair hug somebody do a little dance ask them do they want to sign something over and over again your arms get tired so it's a full body workout it's a full body a workout full fledged one um so uh we end up going getting back home i that's when i realized like zero chance the audio is exactly what i thought audio is gone for the first half and i'm like all right cool you know all my social media shit is um of course um blowing up we're tagged to everything yes pinging and dinging and uh we seen them all thank you for all the well wishes before and after thank you for all the love across social media on twitter instagram facebook like all across the board it was a lot of love from other podcasters or the comedians like it it just meant a lot to to log in and just see so many people just congratulating us it was just so much love so then we end up um like i said having a good time um eating coming home uh i you know edit up all the audio all that type of shit y'all don't care about and then um that was like then the next day uh yesterday you know we got up and then karen we opened up the presents and stuff mm-hmm. and um put them all in here for me to to check out yeah that's that's pretty much everything I, did i leave anything out uh nope i think you had planned on recording with justin i was like no show today oh yeah it was possible that we were gonna um record balls deep to yesterday but i'm glad we didn't do it because um one i just felt tired right like i was just like because the other thing is as much as i was not nervous i was vigilant and i was prepared so in my mind i went through a million different scenarios so like i was on some like whatever happens i can make it work like i don't give a fuck if the power goes out in that bitch we having a show come on so so i had it in the dark so and then because i take on a lot of preparation myself because i do want it to be just like the show i want karen and justin just to show up they don't know what the fuck we're gonna talk about and then they make jokes we riff we talk about different things they contribute so i wanted to be just like that so i did all that type of shit so it, i didn't realize it was like a muscle inside of me that i had clenched that i just got to go okay it's over right, right. And, so, and i figured out you were gonna be tired so i was like nah you probably you know yeah well we didn't do we didn't do it and um, which is fine we, we're gonna do a show wednesday i think which mm-hmm. is a short week anyway so he'll be back next, we'll be doing that wednesday and um, but we're taking all the regular show off for the week right uh this is like the last show that you're hearing mm-hmm. for at least a week for the regular feed um i know we still have some premium obligations uh there's mm-hmm. a movie we want to review napoli ever after we watch mm-hmm. um there's also a, a walk fear the walking dead 
and then there's balls deep and so and hopefully insecure if uh bossy schedule is clear we'll see so anyway we end up um uh chilling most of the day we did go have uh breakfast with marissa and her mom that was cool Mm -hmm. Um, shout out to Amelie's. They yeah. know me. And shout out to the people that was tagging us about the various different restaurants that they were trying that we yes, had suggested. Roosters. And I didn't realize it was actually a Roosters in Founders Hall, which yeah. I didn't know. So yeah. a lot of people was eating there and some people were saying they were doing soul food, mm-hmm. um, prices. Yep. Bunch of people went to prices. Mm-hmm. People trying Bojangles for the first time. It was cool to see people like experience our city. You right. Know? um so oh and uh bad and bougie uh they had their event and, mm-hmm. and that went smooth and yeah a uh, group of them did the party bus some folks yeah went to, they went to onyx honey y'all was having a good time across the city i was i was excited that other people were meeting up and meeting people for the first time it was like you want to go out girl let's go out and everybody was just going out yeah, around I, the city yeah because i asked people if you have an event you want us to promote we can do it on the show but i think a lot of people just kind of were filling people out and then they got there and they made those bonds and hopefully those bonds last lifetimes but yes they got there and made some bonds and it was like you know what dog um come with us come hang out with, let's go to brunch in the morning let's do something let's exchange numbers and i and the fact that we could facilitate is is cool you know um yes but yeah i got invited to the to the strip club and the after party bus and i was like you know what man yeah I, that's so not my vibe but also i'm glad y'all are doing it but you know i remember the bourbon ball and i don't want no problems because something happened they're gonna be like so-and-so grabbed a, a stripper's titties and got kicked out <laughs> and rod let it happen he was in the building in the bathroom when it happened and he didn't rush out after washing his hands and save her so ah! i fuck blackout tips fuck rod that's your fave like i saying what happens so i just like i'm gonna stay away from come on anything like i'm just chilling i hope y'all have a good time and hopefully nobody does anything ridiculous that gets blamed on anyone else or whatever hopefully everybody's responsible so and i and from our report so far that that's what's happened so right. and, uh, you know and also i think for us because uh, because um as most people know i'm an extrovert and roger gets introvert but like yesterday i think i both our energy levels was so yeah. you know uh so i was like you know yeah, i'm still a little tired i was gonna play ball this morning same. and i was like and i wanted to too I, but i thought justin wasn't gonna ball for some reason i don't know how i got my days mixed up but i went to bed at like two in the morning i was like you know what fuck it i'm not getting my ass up at six that's crazy so i stayed asleep and i might take a nap after the show I, i'm like i said i'm just tired now um so uh but yeah man i i we really appreciated that and um uh everyone coming out and supporting this stuff mm-hmm. um you really do admit the world of- yeah i don't know if i left anything out if i left something out i'm sorry yeah i, I don't I, remember what yeah, else i think that overall uh the whole day that's that's what happened y'all yeah so um yeah yesterday we came back and watched napoli ever after and chilled you know i watched some anime stuff like trying to catch up on some things i need to start iron fist you know that stuff stuff i don't get to do when i'm you know i'm now and also now i can finally live my pumpkin spice truth i have been holding off into the show so i can finally step out in my full new bloom of my pumpkin spice 2018 life because uh, white woman of color never goes away people's like are you doing that again this year i was like nigga when would i stop this is a lifestyle okay this is a this is the way i was 
born to be okay a white woman of color in all the seasons but specifically in the fall and uh i'm pumpkin down stay pumpkin up you know what i mean i had my shirt on yesterday my favorite i got a new pumpkin shirts like i think yesterday was my favorite season it's pumpkin spice season yeah you know and people was giving me gifts pumpkin spice related and stuff it's beautiful justin gave me for my birthday some pumpkin spice gifts let me pull them out here he gave me uh he re-upped me on my my um body butter uh i got me some 24 hour moisture ultra shade body cream um pumpkin picking cinnamon spice cider fresh pumpkin pie and hay rides to the patch not the hay rides oh didn't yesterday went to amelie's they had some kind of pumpkin i had a pumpkin danish pumpkin cheese it was actually real good of course it is it's pumpkin don't let these niggas out here hating make you think that anything less they love to do that oh it's so nasty it's so nasty i hate it it's so wet and then every every last one of them fried i normally don't eat pumpkin spice but i saw this and i thought of you and i just tagged you to it and i'm like because your ass likes it and they be like and it was delicious i'm like like all the pumpkin spice shit nobody want to be basic with me it's fine <laughs> y'all got so mad about the everything bagels shout out to the fan who sent me bagels from new york okay fresh bagels from new york so now nobody can say you never had the bagels from new york so you don't know anything around bagels right everything bagels is good well i have them all now and everything bagel was still basic as shit it was a new york basic ass bagel you're welcome america thank you for <laughs> thank you for aiding my science whoever sent me that bagel okay you should have put your name on the bag because i can't remember who it was i put it on the list okay thank you because that was a gift that's it now that see you were trying to help the show so i now i don't want to hear no more slander and they say you can freeze the bagels too so don't give me that it's not fresh i'll warm it back up and try each one of them and rate them and i know everything will be last uh justin also got me pumpkin cupcake uh concentrated room spray and pumpkin pecan waffles concentrated room spray i haven't sprayed these yet. oh yes oh yes oh oh how sweet it is oh that's good right how did it whip all the way over here can you imagine these haters trying to pretend like this shit ain't live it's really disgusting the lies that people live under to try to fit in be yourself step out of your letting everybody judge you okay get it smell like pumpkin in your house okay i was about to say you want me to go get them candles i'm sorry oh yeah you forgot the candles um yeah all right so what are list? this the list just the list of stuff that yeah. people gave and, all right and this too, go through this. okay all right cool all right i'm gonna wait till karen gets back and we're gonna open up these gifts that y'all brought us okay because it's my birthday tomorrow and we need to celebrate okay so it's variation yeah yeah I, I, i'm gonna get back on your mic i got you okay. so i got some gold kit kats limited edition for my man wonga all the way from down under um because he knows my heart he slid him to me on the low like he's like because i like to see chaos and i was like i might eat these shits on the stage but we had people that were taking the gifts and uh val and and yeah and they, and they whisked away whisked yeah they were taking them back to the to the room so i actually forgot where the fucking kick ass were so but if i would have had it in my pocket you know i would have ate that shit in front of everybody bro i was thinking <laughs> it. Uh, uh, one was like yes 
then we got some uh gin and some hennessy cognac for my man p andre looking out for us always trying to get us drunk that's yeah that's what we need uh marissa gave me uh some um fancy chocolate barrels and some yeah, I don't know what gave kind. karen a bunch of teas yes all and, the teas uh, it was pumpkin spice up in the chocolate balls so i appreciate the the thought that counts if you know what i'm saying i, I freeze my chocolate so i haven't even tried them yet i just froze them because i like to freeze it and then go break it out and just eat, eat the you know eat the frozen chocolate ah, maybe i'm the only one that does that um all right let's see what else we got here this oh so then before the show even started y'all know the blackout tips day is september 2nd the day that we got married our anniversary every mm-hmm. year uh and our girl anzie davis went out of her way and bought us some stuff on amazon wish list and stuff and sent it to our box and she sent four different she got us four different things um i think it was a tea infusers is that what they're called yes um, and they these cute little umbrellas for like loose leaf tea mm-hmm because uh, karen drinks tea during the show mm-hmm. so you take it i guess and put it dip it down in there like that yep and uh use it to infuse your tea um mm-hmm. which is which is dope um put this down here she also got us black car revoke which i've never played i've heard Me so many either. things about it and i want to try it maybe we'll play it on the air i don't know okay um the hitman's bodyguard which is an underrated movie okay i put I movies on my movie. on our amazon gift list i put movies all the time that like i haven't bought myself on blu-ray but i do want them and if somebody got them for me i would absolutely watch them and this is one of them so i appreciate her because sam jackson and ryan reynolds were hilarious in this joint yes they was um uh, and this is one of my favorite gifts i like this is sometimes a serendipity because i was just about to buy myself a bunch of these but amazon has uh uh some incense on there something for um like almost in bulk all this this whole box is incense and uh it's got all these different flavors dragon's blood frankincense mirth uh lavender lilac heels yeah they got good ones uh i don't know if if they're in there but sometimes you give them they smell like brownies and no those yeah let's uh let's uh stick with the gift that we got okay oh my bad over here going freestyling um i appreciate the gift that i put on my amazon thing. i didn't mean to okay. freestyle my bad the, uh, the uh the other ones we get from infinity's end <laughs> then um nadia's natural that's our girl natasha mm-hmm. uh she brought some beer oil for me justin turk karen's hair like the hookup okay and i just bought some from her last month so like i'm good like i'm like i get out the shower every time and throw this right in the beer like splat out let's do this you know comb it out all that stuff so i'm gonna be looking and smelling well and you know people always come and ask me like wait where'd you get that from wait man you smell good what you, what you got on and i'll be like boy this ain't nothing that oil boys ain't never you don't know nothing about this so uh yeah she hooked us up man she gave us like a pampering gift bag yeah uh pamper package oh um, so thank you thank you um and then okay this is a card yeah it says rod on the front from brandy t okay let's see what's in here okay oh will you open it up okay i got little notes in there too who invited a clown asked dad no one had and suddenly it got so quiet you could hear a pin drop and it says happy birthday congrats 
and uh on your first live show i saw this car and could hear your voice reading it i cracked myself up in the store for 20 minutes thank god they don't call security uh thanks for the laughs and for being your awesome self wishing you the best brandy thank you and i think she's for is this baron in the chat uh but yeah i know brandy t man thank you so much um okay also that reminds me this <laughs> when i was arrows this black academic scholarship thing this uh we had this dude that was like an older black man who had lived through like the civil rights like integration of a school system in charlotte and he talked about when they desegregated the school and he said those white kids they were scared of us and we just came in and we were singing songs oh my lord 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 whichever song it was i don't think it was that it was probably like ezekiel saw the wheel something like that way in the middle of the and he was like and it was so quiet you can help and drop and i that line reminded me of that and in the bag it had a pumpkin spice candle mm-hmm. kit kats which is over there with a note that said live your life rod and recipes for cincinnati chili uh which i've only had one time before and karen loved it here's my pumpkin spice candle mm-hmm chesapeake candle shout shout out to the pumpkin spice okay gotta get down with the patch uh let's see what else we got uh queen karen this is also from brandy okay my bad this is also karen's got it all organized y'all i'm sorry uh this is also i don't want you to forget wait you don't want to read this you want me to read yours too yes okay all right put me to work much love to queen karen all the way from queen city cincinnati congrats on the blackout tips live i love brandy t b from the chat uh items in the back caramel latte candy candle yeah that's the other candy. so blood al caramel latte it smells good too it does it do it do uh cincinnati magnet which you put on our fridge yes we did and egyptian licorice tea because karen loves her tea yes that's what i'm drinking now congrats on your first live show uh karen thank you for being so beautiful love brandy thank you chat thank you brandy and we appreciate it we do this will all be burned and consumed uh (laughs) all right let's see what else we got this one um forgive it's karen and rod forgive the absence of fancy packaging these are nyc bagels even an everything bagel or two winky face these will toast great and you can freeze them uh, it might want to wrap them in paper bag uh right in the paper bag okay defrost for 30 seconds in the microwave toast enjoy these are your official nyc bagels much love jonathan h thank you jonathan for aiding in this science so i don't want to hear no more excuses for your bagels in new york city oh you're not an expert you never had nyc bagels well now i have so now what are we talking about hmm i'm not gonna say no names they might have the initials q and j though i'm not gonna say no names i've said too much it's a small one than a large one okay yeah i'll just grab more than one at a time okay um this one says rod and karen and it's got a sickle on the back open this up there's a little it's a tiny one and inside the car says rod and karen equal tbgwt we love you guys so much here are three handcrafted hair phase oils for you for you to try try the beard oil rod phase oil or edge oil karen 
just a little token of our appreciation and reminder of self-care much love galen and israel from maryland oh i oh, remember them they were so you. nice yeah thank you galen and israel and uh we will try okay mm-hmm. i appreciate you um man so much so much talent within our community ain't it though like people just dropping stuff off like you know i just kind of dabble on the side and uh here is a lapel pin that is your uh your logo i'm like oh, you did that right happy b-day let's open this up and see who it's from i wanted to put something toward that <laughs> funky ass junky ass spider-man gay ha 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 this is from veggie vixen says another year of wonderful you is there any better reason to celebrate happy pre-birthday angie aka veggie vixen and she gave me an amazon card so i'm gonna face it this way so y'all can't see the code because y'all might try to scam me but thank you thank you angie and i will put it towards something i'm not gonna promise it'll be towards uh that terrible terrible spider-man game that no one no one Mm -hmm. wants to play I don't know how it's the best selling game of all time uh, on PlayStation because it looks terrible. Whatever. Uh, got this one. They got some some drinks on the front, so they know my heart. Uh, with a friend like you, and on the inside says, "Any hour is a happy hour." Come on. Uh, and this is to it says, "Congrats to you both. So excited and happy for y'all." I thought a queen. Uh, wait i thought a yeah queen that only made for her i think i said that right so i hope you like the gift uh angie aka veggie vixen let me open this up and it says uh shay creations with a k custom earrings and t-shirts shaycreations.etsy.com uh like i said with a k and it's it's in this zebra bag see what's in here guys what do you guys think is going to be in here did anyone have dope ass tbgwt live logo earrings on the list of things that you thought it would be like karen's gonna be wearing us on her ears now to commemorate this day forever yes i'm gonna tell y'all right now i love black women because a lot of women make like their own jewelry and y'all be keeping me fly in my pictures because like i begin like handcrafted earrings They'd be like somebody actually took the time to stroke the paint on them. Mm-hmm. Please don't take out. Please don't think I'm I'm taking uh, the things that y'all do for granted. I wear them and I be getting all kinds of compliments. They be like, "Where you get that from?" I be like, "You can't get this. This is a mm-hmm. original. This is a my copy." I still use this coaster for every show. That Afro chick coaster. Mm-hmm. Like I still use it because it's just like man, all this talent and y'all just sending us this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sh- it's gonna get you. My sh- house gonna look black as shit. I be showing off all y'all work. Uh, power fist and all types of shit we got another card that says thank you mercy gracias donkey donkey uh grazi and it says in other words thanks really appreciate all your positive empathetic energy he's been has been wonderful uh following you two since at least 2011 hope to see you all again hope you two continue to prosper stay happy nina b and in true black woman fashion you left me ten dollars for my birthday bam because you know what i like cash because i can do whatever i want to with it you see what i'm saying <laughs> like amazon cars cash it's like you know my heart okay <laughs> like you can spend it anywhere yeah it's like you know what it's 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 better than visa and mastercard because cash is accepted everywhere everywhere <laughs> so thank you so much nina 
and then we got this card to ride from nina oh this is another one okay mm-hmm. so you must oh what is money in this too it is girl what oh another 10 for me so wait, was the other 10 for both of us you know i'll just keep them both yeah I, you can i have both. them over here i would just keep it for safekeeping you can keep them both you know it's like it'd be both eyes but i'm gonna keep it at my house mm-hmm. um you're caring smart and loyal too you got a hero's heart uh so hope you have an epic day that's a happy from the start oh from nina b uh ashia b okay uh may you have many more thank you and i'm gonna work on that because when i'm getting ten dollars with these like then that's an incentive to stay alive for 365 more days yes it is thank you baby like 10 more dollars i opened that up i said oh this is like grandma sent it cash right come on now yes um, y'all love us thank you baby and tanya w42 said happy birthday happy first live show ride all the best and she sent me this shirt and uh the shirt is dope uh it said <laughs> too tired to code switch yes you know my heart i am too tired to code switch at 40 i don't have it no more this is what you get that's what everybody in chat when they say 40 your fuckers leave the building you might catch a nigga or two i'm sorry i didn't know it was a business meeting all right like uh what i'm supposed to do so thank you tanya uh and it was cool because tanya's like such a supportive person like she's at all like she's always taking pictures of tagging us she'll be wearing our shirt out places she'll Mm -hmm. be going to see like three guys on she's going to see chris lambert jail covan like when we talk about like people say like man you know your show like i go do your podcast and then your fans show up she's one of the main people that people do our podcast and then like she's like who is this okay bet and then she'll be out there and it's like tanya making a picture with janelle james or whatever right? i'm like you know Corey glover i'm just like this is what i'm talking this is the this is the love this is what this we is this is what love. we stand for man all right i think this is the last one it is it got a little card on it says happy first live show karen all the best tanya w42 and this is for karen okay uh first of all it's got air popcorn which uh you know karen and she's all known that pirate's booty and everything now uh laid by la boite by monaqua popcorn so this fancy. fancy that's what i'm reading from it okay this that van duven in 28 air popcorn with the findu greek cumin and onion okay oh, so shit. so you know what i'm saying <laughs> y'all y'all what y'all on that butter and salt is that what y'all is that what y'all still doing around your part <laughs> well uh, let me know when you step your cumin game up on your motherfucking popcorn you know and then she also put a cho- uh some spicy chocolate what is this eclat i'll probably pronounce that wrong eclat chocolate um by lavoatini.com mm. 54 percent milk chocolate okay what else spice rings honey star anise ginger cinnamon and spices mm, mm, reeves chocolate okay had to break me off a little piece of that too you know what you I'm can. Saying? so that's it okay guys um i know it's been a long episode but y'all ain't gonna hear from us for a week anyway mm-hmm. and then on top of that i'm gonna add 40 some minutes because i'm about to put the other part of the podcast mm-hmm. on the end of this so yep, for those of you that will be able to hear uh what we did get from the live show yeah go out and listen to some other podcasts check out some other stuff if you if, while we're out uh if you're premium you know you can always find stuff on the premium uh side um uh-huh go ahead no you go oh, ahead. I about to say before we leave i wanted to tell everybody and i did a long post online but i also just wanted to tell everybody and you know we've kind of did this before but because it was the live show 
and and it meant so much to to us you know all the prepping and the planning and all that stuff man just thank you to everybody that's listening to this podcast right now that has it in their ears be it your first time or your 10,000th time just thank you um because we were able to do the live show because of you guys even people that purchased tickets and couldn't come we were able to do the live show because you guys believed in us y'all had faith in us uh you guys were excited to come and see us um and y'all literally keep the boat afloat as we say and like roger we always joke about it but we just you know two just two niggas with a microphone and we press record and y'all come and join us five days a week and it means the world to us every download every five-star review donations uh that people give sharing telling family telling friends telling strangers i know a lot of times y'all don't think that's a big thing but it means the world to us even if we don't see it it still means the world to us because you're spreading the word about us and that's how we grow and because you guys have done that we were able to do this and feel so much love on stage y'all had love for each other everybody just came in and even if you didn't know each other everybody still had a connection and so it uh made it uh, a wonderful event and so just thank you to all the fans and shout out to the premium people because you guys go above and beyond what you have to we understand that sometimes money is funny and it don't always roll right we understand some people get on some people get off some people had to stop going premium we understand that you could spend your money anywhere but you chose to spend your money on us because we know 15 dollars a month that's a bill um that you're dedicating to people and some people pay yearly that's still a bill that comes out that you have to pay and to us that means the world because you believe in us and you know that we're going to do this and we're going to be around and you have faith in us and you guys are the backbone of the show and you just don't know uh that it's a privilege and an honor just to be able to do this and we've been lucky and we've been blessed and because you guys sacrifice and you guys show so much love and you guys show so much support uh you help us keep going um and also i would like to say uh and i said it on facebook and twitter stuff like that like chris and brandon i know we talk about them niggas all the time but like a lot of this shit shit we do we we have done could not be possible without them um and so you know it's one of those things where we went from joking about the chitlin circuit to doing awesome con to doing negro con to us doing live shows like we have progressed and chris and brandon are our real life ass friends like hands down and they're some of the best people in the world that we uh crossed upon on the internet which everybody jokes about the internet ain't there ain't no real people on the internet they are real people on the internet we seen them thursday they are real people mm-hmm. on the internet they are real people that care they are real people that love they are real people that support they are real people that will fly and drive to see you these they're, they're guess what we met y'all majority of our fans through the internet they press play on Stitcher. They press play on iTunes. You know, they press play on Spotify. Like, 
y'all are real life people y'all ain't just internet memes y'all ain't just you know behind the screen y'all real life people and so the internet came to life and a lot of y'all realized that too because y'all met people that y'all only knew through the internet and y'all may or may not have known y'all was going to be at the live event so y'all met people and i think that this community is a special community and Roger said this, and I always believe this. We might not have the biggest fan base, but we have the goddamn best fan base. And that's all I ask. We have the best and the coolest fan base in the world. Because the people that fuck with us, they fuck with us, and we fuck with them back. And it's one of those things where it's the love is reciprocated. Y'all run to us to escape, and we run to you to escape. And so we're just in this bubble where we just kind of love on each other and feed off of each other you guys learn from us and we learn from you you know sometimes fans don't think that we can learn from them we can and i just sometimes i just don't have enough words to just express how honored and how privileged i am to to be able to turn on this microphone and speak and and people actually hear me and people actually care about what i have to say and 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 things like that it it means the world to us and this event could not have happened without you guys without everybody listening to my voice right now the show could not have happened without you so i just want to tell everybody just a real big thank you and for me and Roderick, you know, we really do love you guys and we thank you for all the love and all the the support and and everything that you guys do for us and like for to and it, you know cuz when you let it seek in, you think people drove hours to spend a few hours with us and then went back home. You know, people flew, stayed a night and went back home. You know, people came from all over the world just to see us. And that means the world to us that you guys would sacrifice because like Roger said, that's asking you to do something extra other than stay at home. And because of your love for us, you thought we were worthy enough to spend your money to come and see us. So we just can't tell you thank you. And I know for me personally, this is something that I will never take for granted that you guys will actually do this for us. You know, so I just want to tell everybody just thank you. And we really do love you guys yeah i i um it was funny because uh yesterday on twitter um something happened where oh i remember i, I was listening to the, um no news is good news it might be my favorite album of the year it's almost over for the year but i think that's my favorite album but fonte dropped it um and uh it's just different lines catch me he had this one that was like icarus and increments sometimes i put wings on and that just kept going over and over in my head uh because I, I i like i absolutely can relate to that and then uh i was thinking how for our show the energy is it was kind of forever changed because and this, this is a long story kind of i'll try to sum it up but uh chris lamberth who opened for us comedian and friend many time guest on our podcast um we knew of each other via twitter and social media and stuff and we both listened to the morning jones that's how i know chris and chris uh had invited bo out to see him do stand up and bo was like yeah i saw him he's pretty funny cool dude um and he invited me and karen out you know and it was like you know yeah we're gonna go to raleigh he was opening for uh chris hardwick rest in peace um he was opening for chris hardwick 
and we go we drove to raleigh like we really busted ass to get there some traffic issues and parking shit so we end up being like a couple minutes like five minutes late walking into see a set but um you know we sat in our seats and he was just fucking killing it so funny Mm -hmm. and uh and this was like 2013 i think it's been years ago and chris had been a guest on our podcast before and Mm -hmm. i and um this ain't may have actually been before he even did the mundane festival so uh i think it was he had been a guest on our podcast uh we used to just talk about everything sometimes i'll talk about music on the show and um we i remember we had an episode with brandon and deidre on specifically where we talked about charity starts at home which is fonte's like not like a, a, a album he put out around 2012 i believe maybe 2000 uh yeah about 2012 i think so um i was listening to this album and i just wasn't feeling it like i really was like it's sad he sounds bitter and angry and depressed and he just got out of divorce and it seems like like he just hates women or he's just like like he's in some other shit and as a fan i don't want to hear fonte like that i need to hear this nigga like spitting bars but you know keeping it real it's like i wanted him to do something that he was not in a place emotionally to do in his life at that time or like i didn't want him to express the pain and shit he had went through that was real for him and i'm sitting over here consuming this shit like "Mm -mm, turning my nose up your experience i'm denying it and it was and it's bullshit honestly um but that's how i felt at the time like i you know i felt this entitlement this ownership to this artist because i was a fan i've been listening to you since little brother and i foreign shane honestly you know so he um you know you know i I, chris lambert was on the episode and we talked about and the same thing he's a big fonte fan like me and i'm like not that album i like everything but that album why he do that album you know just hating and so we go to see chris lambert perform while chris harwick comes out and does his set he does a lot of crowd work a couple rows behind us he's like you know what do you do for a living and it turns out that it's fonte and he's like fonte coming from little brother oh man and they work together on the minstrel show he, uh chris harwick did all the skits for the or a lot of the skits for the minstrel show he's mm-hmm. the game voice guy right he's like welcome to the minstrel show that dude so um they end up like you know that was like a cool little moment there and then after the show we're waiting for chris to come back out so we can like go out to eat with him afterwards and um we're sitting there everybody's leaving and then um eventually you know like we're like some of the last people left in the audience and behind me like i noticed that uh because i've noticed like fonte's here and you know in my mind i'm like this is one of the best rappers of all time it's one of my favorite rappers he's north carolina homegrown i've been listening to this nigga since little brother i mr show is a class i can't believe this dude is here he he spits like every man lyricist genius bars this nigga is in this audience with me i can't believe this he must be waiting for chris harwick chris lever comes out and he's like hey fonte right y'all y'all ready to come back karen all this stuff so we go and fonte is with uh a lady at that that time and so we go to get on stage and chris does the introduction like oh fonte this is rod and karen they have a podcast like i'll tell us uh rod this is fonte come i was like i know who fucking fonte is nigga and right <laughs> like we know who he is and so then uh fonte turns around he's like yeah i heard of you i know you and i was like what fonte coleman know me 
Fonte from Little Brother, Fonte from Fonte, Fontigolo, you know who I am, Tigolero, what? And then he was like, yeah, I heard you was hating on my song, on my album, on your uh, podcast. And then I was like, oh, did I do that? Uh, what was I hating exactly? What, what album? Because, you know, the thing I did you forget is you can love something, love somebody, love whatever this product you're consuming. Um, but the words you have have impact. A lot of people say when we do reviews and shit, they go, y'all seem to like everything. Or y'all, y'all just, you know, keep it positive. Like, what about this? Y'all don't hate this thing or whatever. And I'm going to be honest, the words we have have impact. That's what I learned that day. And you don't really know. No one's too big to fucking have heard about you. Right. You really don't know. Especially in the age of the internet. So everything you say, you should be willing to stand behind in somebody's face everything you say should be honest and not come from a place of just trying to be salacious and hurt people because i think that's a people get very callous when they get a platform and it's like fuck you fuck everybody this is my opinion and while there's room for that i don't want to that's not my natural state of being and i don't ever want to be fake for the microphone now at the you know i still was not lying or whatever but i definitely went hard on that album and was very dismissive on some like ah this is trash i don't want to hear this shit you know like making jokes about it and stuff which is under my purview but still if you were to tell me like fonte gonna hear that i would have been like yeah i can phrase that in a much kinder way you know what i mean i can let me actually sit with this and think about why am i rejecting this shit so heavy you know and you know it was kind of like awkward but still kind of jokes and then and then we went out to dinner so like even with that lingering over the conversation and me trying in my brain like how can i fix this like i don't want this person to feel bad that was never the point Mm -mm. of our show to make somebody feel bad you know who would have known he could listen to this um and i think if you listen to most podcasts they haven't considered that you know like unless they're like really popular and already on for the most part they haven't considered that that's why most podcasts sound reckless when they start and then they get more conservative about their opinions and more aware and thoughtful as they grow on go on because people are listening now right anyway um so we go to dinner and we have one of the best conversations i ever had man like we're talking about music we're talking about uh tv shows uh we're making jokes about uh sons of anarchy and shit and i mean i'm laughing till my face hurts and like you know just sweating laughing like he's so funny man um and he's just as engaging and down to earth as you think he is like you would if you listen to his music you probably think he's a certain way and he really is that way which is like shocking to me almost because i don't know it just to a certain extent you almost feel like people are big time you at that point where they like nigga you look up to me fuck you right and if he would have just been like man y'all basically fuck you fuck your review of my album i would have been like hey man i had to take that l i you know i didn't think about the impact of those words i didn't think right. that that would hurt somebody's feelings to talk about them in that way or whatever um and so anyway man we have a great dinner and you know i it's funny i was like man i'm gonna listen to the album again because i really do believe that people don't i don't think geniuses put out bad work i know there's a thing that most people don't share with me but i i don't care it's my opinion uh on this one uh i think people that are really talented don't really put out bad work i think they put out work that maybe not of its time maybe they maybe everybody can't receive it maybe they're so far out there that it's just like uh okay we we're not ready for this but in general i don't think they really put out bad work you know if they're that talented 
on some there's a lot of thought that went into it and there's some level where you can catch that wavelength mm-hmm. that's some hippie shit to say but that's how i believe so you know I, of course i have revisited charity stars at home now and i'm like okay this is like the fucking don draper of albums like this is um like this is something that we need too like a man that's being fragile and open and talking about the ways that um his life was hurt by his own actions what it's like to be in an unhappy relationship what it's like to go through divorce um where's that hope i almost and i and it's funny because i remember saying on the show at the time i said i almost need him to come out with the next album so i can have this album because i can't hear charity stars at home until he does that next album because i need to know he's gonna be okay because you listen to these shows and you uh, listen to these uh albums and they become like part of you and you listen to them and they're like i'm going through this life i'm going through this breakup with you and i'm like is fonte gonna be okay when i end that album and so you know meeting him and seeing in real life he's doing okay listening to his other music and seeing like he's fine it makes as much of that album like is emotional and really resonates it also makes me feel like okay it's, i don't have to get stuck on this album this is just a point in his life like every other album um and man when you really juxtapose that shit with no news is good news like you see like a fully fleshed arc that that man put together on some grown man sh- shit like you know fonte's still a dude that's raising three sons you know like this i'm sure this environment scares him to a certain extent you still raising three black men their kids are gonna be black men uh in in all this chaos you know um but uh he was made a he was like i should come on your podcast i said i'm gonna actually make that happen so he we had him on the podcast the episode is still up it's called tigalo's reckoning and uh fonte came on the show i remember him being like i got like maybe 45 minutes i i said we'll make it work don't worry about whatever the time we'll usher you off and play games move on but he had such a good time he stayed the whole time which happens a lot with like kind of celebrity guests they always feel like well i'm gonna hurry up and get in and get out get myself a you know and then they end up having so much fun they're just like actually you know what i'm gonna stay i'm gonna go ahead this is fun let's play guest the race what's that you know um so he was down for everything he's so giving of his time man he like was. um we follow each other on twitter and stuff we don't really interact that much but uh like you know i but i'm a fan of him not you know not the other way around so like uh he like i've seen how giving he is of his time like i have friends whose podcast he's gone on and they might drop my name or drop chris lambert's name and like you look at the episode length it's like fonte gave up just three hours of his time to just kick it with some dude he didn't have to do that he could have been like i'm fonte fuck that shit you know but like i said uh he's just so given of his time and 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 talent and and humor and all that stuff all that to go back to this having chris lambert there with the morning jones link the fonte link uh opening up for us like that meant a lot to me uh the graciousness that fonte has exuded and you know i the thing i like about him is that um in this era of like the internet and you got to say the right thing you got to do this um what i like about him is that he's still authentic and he's more of a like man i know these niggas are tripping about this thing and it's kind of just some internet shit i'm not gonna burn my brand to make you know a comment about it i'm just gonna be like okay cool we just disagree and let's just keep it to that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and i but i appreciate that i've grown to be more mindful of that as well you know what i mean like certain times i'm like 
like i'll come to the podcast and be like man these niggas are tripping about this like african people can't work in america shit that's crazy but on twitter man have at it y'all do what y'all want to do i'm being here my, my doing my lane staying in my lane making jokes right right um so i like that about him and that's something that changed the direction of this show and the course of my life to a certain extent because it made me realize all this shit that we're saying matters all the shit that we're saying is gonna and i'm not saying you become unfunny i'm not saying you become dishonest i'm not saying you gotta like everything i'm saying i just am aware of the cost of what i say now to the point where i'm like sometimes people ain't gonna like what i gotta say and that's fine some of this shit if i'm assume if you know um r kelly heard this show he'd be like fuck rod and karen and you know i'm completely okay with that that. but that's something i needed to know and mostly to be true to myself because i didn't want to have a show where we're saying crazy shit and you see us in real life you're like they don't have that same energy you know like i don't want that show i don't want the show where i'm i have to have security because i threatened some nigga or or because i'm always talking reckless to people like i'm some type of whatever that i'm not like i didn't want any of that so um you know shout out to fonte because uh while he will probably preface everything on twitter with we don't always agree which i don't even know what he's talking about to be honest we we agree most of the time uh but uh i would not like i i would think that that moment at least for me meant a lot because it just like i said it just put a lot of things into reality for me that i think for a lot of people they would they haven't reached that point yet they talk regular like i like shows where they talk reckless too but i listen to them and i'm like you just put a ceiling on yourself you can never be bigger than a certain amount because you got to start running into these people you're talking about and then what you know some of these people are decision makers on your future and shit some of these people are gonna be at events you're at and you just you know did whatever you know and 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 are you willing to 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 be the face of that you're willing to look them in the eyes and say yeah i called you this you know do you mean it you know are you just saying this in the in the in the meantime because everybody else is saying it next week you're gonna say something different because that's what everybody's saying like it's it's crazy shit like that you think about and so that vibe of authenticity and honesty and kindness and empathy and understanding and graciousness that i was exhibited that day by fonte is something i try to put in the show something that we could put out to the audience and i think when we go full circle back to that event that we had thursday that vibe that everyone had that was the fucking point right that was the point that shit started that night for me and to see it like play dividends and to see people of all walks of life exude that and exhibit that and like have camaraderie and laugh at that like we can come together and laugh at the same shit to know that um you know when we're dropping uh you know all this like woke shit during like fucking with black people but then to turn around and follow it up with guess the race and then everybody gets to be a little racist everybody gets to contribute <laughs> everybody gets to go uh we still ain't shit because like that's what the show is i don't want to become the fucking pariah or the self-righteous like i'm better than everybody that's not what the show is the show isn't we're better than everybody and everybody's trash the show is we all have one commonality in common which is that if we're laughing at shit to cope or we're just reaching out to see the humanity and other people uh we're and we're doing that together that we're recognizing the shared humanity each other and so while the show may be funny and the show may be poignant and the show may be thoughtful we still see each other as human and if that if we can keep that then i feel like we still can have hope 
all right guys i'm gonna put the um audio for the live show at the end of this yes y'all have made us feel so appreciated for, and so loved for real like we can't express that enough yeah we're taking the rest of this time off this is gonna be a long episode on the feed people break it into parts keep it uh yeah, might be a full day work shift I don't yeah know. y'all niggas keep it for the whole week you know do whatever you gotta do and um you know i actually we say we love you at the end of the uh audio clip so i guess i can just leave that out there <laughs> but uh just for just for posterity's sake karen yes uh before they get this half of the live show until <laughs> until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. should do that a good point mm-hmm. uh racism at work can be an employment law and criminal law matter so in some cases employers and the police should handle a complaint Akis added Akis advisor tom neal said companies should investigate incidents properly as well as having an open workplace that celebrates cultural diversity they should but should and does happen are two different things yeah a lot of shoulds in this article right um, they're just gonna get rid of the people that's complaining like that's usually what <laughs> that's, happens yeah <laughs> Yeah, then the complaining stops, right? Yeah. Yep. No more racism. <laughs> Solved it. Stop hiring these black people. And... <laughs> All right, zero to 100, Karen. Oh, 100. Well, I, no, no, I take that back. Uh, yeah, it's 100 because it should be 100% because mm-hmm. those are the only people that actually told you the truth because there's a lot of people that's been out and they're like, I'm not answering your survey. Fuck it. Mm. Yep. Justin? I'll definitely give it 100 yeah institutional racism pretty much always 100 so yeah i would have to give it 100 as well let's go to the next one uh <laughs> uh tamara maori yeah <laughs> she it's it's funny man because like I couldn't even tell the difference between the Maori sisters until <laughs> tomorrow Maori start. Till she got a racist husband, and I was just like, "Oh, that one. Okay, yes, <laughs> yes, the one who defends her racist husband." Uh, well, her husband addresses racism claims for like the fiftieth time. How many times are you gonna get caught being racist, bro? It might be right. you. It might be you. Every every month is a misunderstanding on your Instagram page. Every month. Anyway, Tamara Maori made headlines after taking time out of a television show, mm-hmm. The Real, to say her husband, Adam Housley, isn't racist. <laughs> like, you can't never stop and look at yourself and be like, yo, I really be having to apologize for this dude a lot. <laughs> for a man that's not racist, like, he get a lot of, lot of confusion <laughs> around this dude. <laughs> uh, but not, nah, she said, um, she needed to apologize. Uh, she wanted to address, uh, speak for him and say that he wasn't racist. He could speak for himself. And of course, um, this was following allegation, uh, well, new accusations coming from his former employer, uh, Fox News. Oh. Oh. What are we talking about here then? Look, I don't have any problem with interracial dating. I shouldn't even have to say that. That's ridiculous. But fox news that's right. pushing it fox that's news. a fox news white man like come on dog what's the odds of him not being racist man that's not on me like that's on you man you would be shocked if he wasn't racist be for real <laughs> <laughs> come on tomorrow tamara there we go uh, <laughs> i thought she was deliberately messing up her name nah <laughs> i would never disrespect a black queen like this man are you serious <laughs> 
um okay. in, a, in a series of tweets housley says he is not racist and he did not support president trump's run for presidency or election i don't believe you Mm-mm. i like that he was so slow on it like that shit should have came out a long time ago <laughs> two years later he's like okay i don't even really like that nigga you got okay damn i'll say it i am not pro the racist president in the house that lies all the time jeez are you happy damn <laughs> come down a notch I look like a petty little brat like tweeting and facebooking this just to open up dialogue so we can have an adult conversation in america you should be ashamed this is just for the clarification so if you see any stupid people spewing lies per usual have them refer to this tweet at tamri maori 2 tamara maori 2 and i did not support trump or hillary and nowhere has there ever been anything said to prove such what what no i am not racist or insensitive or any other crap you spew yes <laughs> yes i love people from all walks of life i love to cook be oh that, that what what how did we get here was it somebody on his instagram page like nigga you don't even love to cook bro <laughs> that's how i know you racist <laughs> you be microwaving and shit like a fucking racist i can finish the article i love fried chicken right <laughs> i like watermelon <laughs> Like, I do feel kind of bad for white people that try to prove they're not racist because it's impossible. Like, you can't, there's nothing you can say. No. Like, I got black friends. Oh, that's what racist people say. I'm married to a black person. That's what racist people say. (laughs) Like, there's no thing you can say that'll really let you in. Oh, you know what? I I take it back. There's something you can say, but I don't want to tell white people because they might start using it. (laughs) 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 I'm going to tell y'all. It's just us in the room. It's just us in the room. Uh, you gotta flip the polarity on that shit. You gotta start calling, talking about white people you hate. That's how you get out of it. Instead of being like, nah, I love black people. You should be like, man, I fucking hate Eminem, that piece of shit. <laughs> it's not a great rapper to me. I know that much. <laughs> you gotta pay white people we like too, like that we okay with. <laughs> like, damn, they don't even like denim. Shit. You don't like Adele? Well, I guess maybe you're not racist. <laughs> he says i did not support trump or hillary why you gotta bring up hillary what they gotta do anything <laughs> it might have been one of the bernie bros you mentioned right right but them people racist too <laughs> them bernie people be racist as shit i got the emails of fruit <laughs> but they don't think they are <laughs> and nowhere has there ever been anything said to prove such no i'm not racist and says blah blah well all right whatever um housley also explained that his role at fox was a straight reporter who covered natural disasters school shootings more than politics at fox i worked <laughs> it's like i worked for the nazis right but look i was look <laughs> i was a waiter okay like people need their food on time that's really not here or there to killing people and shit <laughs> I made sure they was well fed, you know, strong. At Fox, I worked on something called the News Division. He put in all caps. I covered fires, about 50, hurricanes, 11, tsunamis, two. 
he he's Get not your done. numbers up right you are here to sound like a resume now <laughs> you broke bitch <laughs> you out here you covering we cover a little flooding that's it i fucking cover war zones three five earthquakes name one other anchor that fuck with five earthquakes send anderson cooper out the five earthquakes see if he come back scared uh he also said terror attacks and shootings but he didn't count because it's americans you know some funny math with that whole terror attacks shootings thing <clears throat> and one is too many he said housley left the network because he was unhappy with the tone of the conversation on the channel read i got a black wife and it's getting uncomfortable here guys y'all gotta kill y'all gotta chill a little bit man my girl's only coming up here for lunch <laughs> how long was he there did you say um you know let's say 11 years i'll just make something up mm-hmm. all, <laughs> all of a sudden he got uncomfortable with the tone okay. <laughs> yeah we don't know number one why they got married why they're staying married <laughs> we don't know what goes right. on in their relationship well, i'm over here thinking about so, love that that's why that's great but i get what you're I'm saying about love. adrian i get what you're saying in the sense that like there are some people who think that my husband is racist because he worked for a certain channel i'm gonna look in that camera right there and let everybody know my husband is not a racist boom and, you and that is what and, you, and that is and that is what you want her to <laughs> that's a good woman right there some of y'all need to look at yourselves and decide if you that supportive for your men okay that's this a queen a, that's a queen that's a, right? my wife would never look y'all in the eyes and lie like that <laughs> on my behalf she'd be like he's a little racist yes maybe a lot <laughs> but what you not gonna do is Talk about him before we go to commercial. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't want me. I'm like, yeah, that nigga did it. Next question. <laughs> right. <laughs> she is an actress, though. And, like, they should not, that should be an Emmy, too. Yep. Like, you should get nominated for that. Best daytime lie in front of everybody. <laughs> in front of God and everybody. <laughs> What's this show, The Fake? Uh, oh, no. I think it was, was it The, the Chat? The Talk? Oh, it's okay. the something. The discussion. <laughs> when I get my daytime TV show, that's what it's going to be called. The discussion. It's going to be about all them discussions people say they're going to have on Twitter that nobody ever has. <laughs> Isn't it time for us to discuss colorism in the video game industry? A thread. Like, no. no what you just did was that. not a discussion. That was you ranting for 37 tweets. And nobody wants to talk to you about it. No. And you were probably right. I don't even want to fucking inject my opinion. <laughs> All right. Zero to 100. Justin? Damn. Yeah. The black queen. Support black here. women. If you support black um, women, it's hard to give her I actually give it a zero. Wow. Um, I don't feel fuck with she is. And that's on her. <laughs> she the one out here looking foolish. She the, <laughs> we are not a monolith. <laughs> okay. I know she likes him, but yeah. Backstabber. Yeah, I like the other twin anyway, so. Everybody like Tia now. Like, like who, who's in the Tamara have at this point? It's like Sage Steel, uh, <laughs> just the coons and shit. Jason Whitlock. God, that's a good black queen, okay? 
<laughs> Karen, what about you? Zero to a hundred. Oh, a hundred. Okay. Wow, there's a lot of disparity between both of you guys. <laughs> Step male privilege. <laughs> uh, I think I would give her, so I'm a hundred fucked with, but not for, like, I'm not angry at her. No. I feel sad for her, cause I'm like, right. what the fuck, man? Like, kind of get out life are you living <laughs> like somebody turned the flash on man like that dude races and, and he like races like not in private so it's not like y'all share a moment at the kitchen table you be like that was a little racist like that's between y'all like i don't have right. nothing to do with that but like he be on to the world like on social media like i don't know man these black guys need to stop kneeling and shit and black lives matter i mean all lives matter to me and i'm like <gasps> and then she's just out there like y'all will not talk about my man I'm like can I just I feel bad for her. Can of. I change my score? I'm okay. gonna give it 25. Okay. For Lonnie, cause Lonnie got to sit up there and not actually keep it real with her. <laughs> and that's gotta be hard, right? One of yeah. your sister friends, your coworker, and you can't tell them the truth. She didn't say a word too. They showed her face. She was just looking like, mm, that's the story you want to tell. Right? <laughs> Who How am I to that? know? Who am I to, do we ever, ever really know anyone? So I'm gonna give 25 for Lonnie. <laughs> All right, last one, guys. Oh, God, this is the worst one. Hold on, let me see if I find a better one. <laughs> oh, God, they all suck. All right, well, anyway. Uh, how about this one, man? Um, the Dallas police chief, a black woman, okay, Renee Hall, uh, she claims that she is prohibited from firing Amber Geiger, who killed a black man by going to the wrong house being like why you ain't following my police orders and then her story had seven other different like versions and shit um well apparently she said she can't fire her she's prohibited from it probably because the police union i would not be surprised police why are police police unions so trash like what else do y'all have to do y'all don't do nothing nice for the community y'all just be like uh nothing to see here i know that much (laughs) what you won't be doing is taking any knees around here i why would you ever <laughs> she went to the wrong house and killed an unarmed black man and she was right so what are we talking about anyway um she killed both on uh Jean, john i always mess that up in his own home september 6th and geiger has not been fired from her job it took 72 hours for her to be arrested it's a hell of a head start she's in her house with pledge and shit like <laughs> no no when they got the bleach when they bleach hold on passing that bleach. yeah passing that bleach passing that bleach I'm gonna wipe these fingerprints and then I'm gonna turn myself in. Um, she so trying she, to go back and plant some marijuana and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, uh, my bad. Right. Allegedly, it's not right. Can we find some weed in this house or something? They could have put the weed that far. We know. Anyway, so then it took 72 hours for her to be arrested, and Hall passed the case to the Texas Rangers because she's like, "Oh, it's a police officer. We're investigating. Who are we to judge?" The police? <laughs> what is that shit? <laughs> That's like if somebody killed a cop, they wouldn't be like, you know what, man, we kind of compromised and biased in this investigation, man. Let's just let somebody else look into it. They would be like, I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. Shot my partner. Every police movie is based off that. Anyway. Um, so uh, they gave it to the Texas Rangers, who have an alleged history of police cover-ups. Hall, who is a black woman and has been the police chief only a year, addressed a town hall meeting at Paul Quinn College last night. It makes sense now. 
Mm-hmm. She just got that job. That's what they do. She's not trying to lose her job for y'all. <laughs> she it's got a good government job. Fire too. this woman for y'all. Benefits and shit. For Health y'all. Insurance. Okay. Right, cause y'all mad. What if she did that? <laughs> what if she did it to ter- to Mary Mowry and got up there and used all her black sass for the wrong reasons? <laughs> oh, what y'all not gonna do today is tell me how to do my job. <laughs> I hate when the people do that. Like, remember when Bill Cosby got that black woman lawyer and it was conflicting for a second? It's like, I mean, she she Mm-mm. is black and has an attitude. It's hard to, maybe she got a, wait, that nigga's a rapist. What are you doing to my brain? <laughs> she, she was good. What happened to her? She looked at the evidence. <laughs> oh, he did this. Okay, well. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, but yeah, she went to, uh, she did a press conference. She got asked about it and she said, I can't do that because there are both local, state, and federal laws that prohibit me from taking action. There are civil service laws we have to adhere to. However, according to ABC 8, the Dallas Police Department general orders do not, do allow a chief to take action saying the chief of police may circumvent all formal disciplinary procedures to render an immediate decision when it deems it necessary to preserve the integrity of the department. So she can. Oh. Right, right. Because okay, I thought it was a bunch of red tape because, you know, they always show up. Mm-mm. Let me tell you something. Coming into the wrong apartment and shooting an unarmed dude for just being in there is unprecedented. Correct. So I think we should get unprecedented with the punishment and this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> how, are we, how are we debating that? <laughs> Uh, oh, I thought it was wanna, a one. She want to get reelected. Yeah. Did they elect sheriff? Police chief. Police chief. Yeah. Yo, yeah, she yeah, want to keep her job. job. Yeah. You saw what happened around here. She's like, <laughs> she should just come to the uh, press conference with a check. Have you seen these benefits, though? For real? <laughs> and y'all got zeros. She got That's a car a payment now. Zeros. Right. Well, y'all got a raise and got a new car. Come on now. Don't, don't judge her, right? You know you get new money, you go get you a new car. Come on. Do not judge her. She got a mortgage now too. Mm-mm. I don't even like Thanksgiving anyway. I'm just, I eat by myself. <laughs> Four more years, maybe five, depending on how many months she got on her loan. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing is that uh, she definitely gonna get fired. Cause remember when that uh, black police chief here had somebody black get shot on his watch and arm? Yep. And them, them, them white people was like, uh, Rodney, you wanna do something about this? <laughs> you wanna go calm him down? He's like, I, the fuck I'm supposed to say? Yep. I'm wearing a uniform too. They about to fuck me up. That's, that's why she said no. I cannot fire her. Right. The people that spoke out around here, they immediately got replaced. So. Right. Then all the other cops turned on her. I've seen this story before. Good luck I, with y'all feelings. Right. Be mad if you want to, but I bet she got a nice weave. I hadn't seen her picture, but I bet her hair. It's all good. human too. I bet it look good. It was a wig. Now, if she was natural, I would expect something different out of her. <laughs> right? <laughs> but no disrespect to, to all my women out there, to parents. No disrespect. I'm just saying. Mm. Y'all know y- y'all know y'all expect something different if she natural. Problematically spayed. This is how it happens. This is how it happens. Why did I bring him out here? Now I'm questioning myself. That's, it's your fault. How did I survive a hurricane? I'm stupid. <laughs> Anyway, man, zero to a hundred. Oh, a hundred. A hundred. hundred. So say we all. Somebody in the back should be like, 25, really? I mean. 
Times is hard. Times is hard. Um, all right. Let's move into another game that we love to play here, guys. Almost time to start wrapping it up. It's time to play a little guess the race. Mm-hmm. So I think y'all might be racist. <laughs> y'all are a, little, a little too excited. <laughs> Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, Justin, Karen, and the rest of you guys in the chat room and the the room. Yeah, the whole room. The actual room. Yeah, y'all, y'all are actually a real room now. <laughs> to guess the race. And of course, everybody playing is racist. <clears throat> I can't play. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You can play, just don't look at my screen. I mean, be honest. You know what I'm saying? Just. Turn then. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> Turn my back to you then. Fine. An elderly man got trapped in his Cadillac for 14 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Did it have rims? (laughs) Was there some holes in it? (laughs) Was his pimp hand strong? (laughs) In 70 degree heat due to a key fob malfunction. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Pyros, 75, became trapped in his 2006 Cadillac XLR last month in Cleveland's 70 degree heat when the Ooh. vehicle's key fob malfunctioned. He ain't got no cell phone? Pyros, who survived cancer and a stroke. Well, damn. Said he passed out twice and experienced heat exhaustion before he was finally rescued from his car <laughs> last month. He didn't tap on the window be like, hey, help me, SOS, something. He said he tried to start the engine, but nothing happened. <laughs> he then tried to open the doors and realized they wouldn't budge. Mm. Pyro said he rarely drives his Cadillac. I feel like every Cadillac owner has said that. <laughs> I like 60, like, I don't even really take it out too much. You know, Betsy don't like me. You get past 65. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he say he, uh, he thought that he should run the engine because winter was approaching. In 70 degree, <laughs> in 70 degree heat, dog. Word. He said he went out to his garage to start the car at 10 a.m. August 31st. Oh, so he was in his garage. Okay. Cause I was about to say, you was on the street. Come on. I mean, I can't laugh at him trying to be prepared. Right. You know, I get cold all the time when I'm doing the show at Ride House. Mm-hmm. So I feel I, him on it. Also, like, he know his car. That's one thing we know for sure. <laughs> like, he was definitely like, listen, last year in August, I forgot to turn it on. <laughs> and when I needed that shit in January, it was a brick. So, <laughs> And we all talking about Cleveland, right? He did say Cleveland. Cleveland is what Cleveland. he said, yeah. Uh, he didn't take his cell phone with him, he said, and he didn't tell anyone what he was doing. He didn't think he needed to. 
Oh, he survived, so I know he be telling motherfuckers now everything. <laughs> Going to check the mail. <laughs> I Going might not make it back. Be right back, but if I'm not back, come after me. Five minutes. <laughs> he told the Washington Post it was the most horrifying experience you can imagine. I accepted at some point, this is how I'm going to die. <laughs> He's 70-something, and this the most horrific experience with him? Hmm. He's had a charm life until this point. Man. It's happening. like you're in a safe, and you don't know how to get out of it. Pyros, who lives alone, claimed that he pressed his mouth to the door and screamed for help. (laughs) 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 But no one was home to hear him. (laughs) (laughs) This will make a good Lifetime movie. (laughs) John Malkovich stars in The Cadillac. An hour and a half to struggle with a car trying to kill you. (laughs) He could barely breathe. He passed out twice. And when he needed to, he urinated inside his shoes. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) He told people this? Yep. I'm leaving that detail out. (laughs) Do you tell people that? Or does the fire department open up your car and smell a lot of urine? And go, what's going on with these shoes? My dog did that the day before. Like, I got something, right? No. <laughs> I got to leave that detail out. Who Stacy Adams are these? <laughs> he added, it was getting really hot and it was difficult to breathe. This was all within a half hour. I was trying to find something to get me out of the car. Nothing worked. I started to scream as loud as I could. Pyros had no tools or shop objects in the vehicle, so he tried to punch out the window with his fist. <laughs> <laughs> he then tried to kick out the glass of both his feet. But then he had no shoes. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like Die Hard in there. As hours passed by, he decided to write a note to his loved ones explaining what had happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured narrating the, the note in, like, like Ken a, Burns, Civil yes. War. Yes! <laughs> like a war letter. Dearest Margaret, hug the kids for me. It has been three days in the in the belly of the beast of this Cadillac. <laughs> My note would have been all the way different. I can't believe I've been in this car for 30 minutes <laughs> and none of y'all bitches came looking for me. <laughs> now when daddy get gone, you best come find him, okay? One of my hoes better come look for me. Something. Hey, cha- change the wheel and shit. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Nobody getting shit. <laughs> Donate all my money to a charity for people stuck in cars. <laughs> I bequeath my Cadillac to another player <laughs> like myself. Okay. Tell May your I pimp d- hand be strong. Tell them I died as I lived in my Cadillac, reclined, <laughs> shoes full of piss. What? <laughs> So then, uh, eventually a neighbor heard Pyro's pounding and he sent him a text message to ensure he was safe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's the most 2018 part of all this shit. You hear a nigga in trouble and be like, I'm gonna shoot him a text real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you straight? <laughs> Just some three dots, man. Just some three dots. So I definitely know the neighbor was black. <laughs> Soon as Insecure go off, I'm gonna go ahead and check on him. <laughs> I got to see what's going on with the Lawrence Hive this week. Uh, after he failed to respond, he hopped the fence to see the garage door open and saw Pyros trapped inside the vehicle. 
emergency services were called and they, what why wouldn't you just open the fucking door for the dude <laughs> kind of shit is that Cause it was I'll call 911 I'll get right on this because like, I don't want to hurt a Cadillac he probably told him not don't break the window man <laughs> 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 this windows is 500 <laughs> call triple A <laughs> uh, so they called him uh to break them out as the electronic vehicle would not respond to traditional methods of car rescue. Pyro said he decided to share his story to warn others to, <laughs> to be alert of the perils of automatic locking systems. Okay. Uh, share. How about a lawsuit? <laughs> I'm still a Cadillac. Me too. I wouldn't want my worst enemy to go through what I went through. He said, now I think of babies, small children dying in a car like that. You dying a slow death. If I can save one life, that's my goal. <laughs> oh, Lord. He became a, mur- a, mult- a martyr to the uh, cause. <laughs> um, all right. Guess the race, guys. Uh, Black. Yep. All right. All right. Hold, hold up. We got to hold on. We go play the game orderly. Hold on. Oh, Karen. Black. Justin. Uh, he definitely was black. All right. Now, Karen, for this part, the audience gets to play, but you have to go to the mic to play and Karen has to pick the person and you go to the mic and you guess. If you get it wrong, you don't get shit. If you get it right, you get one of the prizes over there. Okay? And, and these prizes, so y'all know the sponsor is Adam and Eve. So there's going to be some Eve. toys in there. So let's just say the prizes are filled with toys. Some of the, uh, just, no, Justin, you cannot play. You, you cannot play, Justin. You can't play the game. Get, you get, can't play. You did your ass back on the stage. God damn it. That's why you work for Peanuts, boy. Karen, go ahead and pick, uh, people. Bullshit. Go ahead, you, Karen, you pick somebody. I know, putting the pressure on me. Believe in yourself. Okay. Right there in the sweatshirt. All right. Okay, Jackie. Come on down. So, man, Jackie. Don't let me down. All right. <laughs> My bottom bitch didn't save me by Quan Mills Black. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh! <laughs> select, select somebody else, Karen. Cadillacs matter white. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Oh! Claim your prize, King. And of course, guys, we can't let that opportunity go by without booing Jackie. So. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Hey, baby. Yes? Right here. Oh, what? That was it. Oh, no, remember they got to get this. Email for the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get his email address. Sorry, I forgot. So um, yeah, yeah. Go up there to the ladies, um, Val, waving at you. Go up there and get, uh, give her your email address. Yeah, and because we're gonna get everybody that wins gets a custom blackout tip shirt from T Public. Um, so just get your email address, and I'll make they'll mail it to you with your size and all that stuff. Shout out to T Public. See a lot of you guys already frequent them. Um, I forgot to show y'all the picture, but he was white. <laughs> I don't believe it. I know we're getting close to nine and shit. Sorry. All right, let's go to the next one. Yeah. You want me 
No, no, you're you're here for your commentary. What are you doing? Don't, you know, let's do this. A West Virginia woman accused of beheading her boyfriend allegedly shouted during her arrest that police to police officers. Um, she shouted to the police officers that they have to take me back and let me get my heads. Rowena Cheryl Mills, an icon. Rowena? Rowena? Would you like the spelling? Yes. Yes. R O E N A. Rowena? Rowena? Cheryl Mills, 41. She was arrested last week in connection with the murder of Bo White, who was found dead inside of a residence in Lorona. Mills appeared at a competency hearing on uh, Monday in which a judge ruled she needed further evaluation. A court-ordered mental evaluation is scheduled for Wednesday, determined if Mills can stand trial. Law enforcement officials were called to an area on April 1st, hmm, that's like April Fool's Day, where they discovered Mills, who was allegedly covered in blood and with a glove on her hand. <laughs> the 41-year-old reportedly told deputies that she was cut after being thrown through a glass door. And she gave authorities a false name. I like that she thought that would make it go away. Like, I got thrown through a glass door, so clearly nothing to see. We can all go home. Like, well, where were you thrown out of a glass door? We should investigate that. Mills was allegedly combative during her arrest, according to WVSN, and <laughs> and still alive. And when in depth. And when in the deputy's car, she reportedly said, you have to take me back and let me get my heads. Later that day, officials responded to a call about a homicide where they found a man identified as white decapitated inside his house. Authorities reportedly found a body part of whites in a wooded area nearby. So I think we know which two heads she was talking about. Oh. That's right. The penis. Mercy County Prosecutor George Sittler told the Metro News that, according to the complaint, this was a decapitation homicide. That's how it appears. White's father reported... <laughs> well, you know, I mean, looking at the evidence, I mean, we... We got our best guys on the situation here, but it's looking like detaching a person's skull from their neck is a pretty surefire way to kill them. Uh, Mills has been charged with second degree murder and according to jail records being held at Southern Regional Jail on $210,000 cash only bond. And of course, uh, White's father told the police that Mills and her, his, uh, son were dating. Guess the race, Karen? That name, that name, but that was some white shit though. I'm, I'm still going to go black. All right, Karen's going black. Justin? Yeah, I'm going black as well. Justin is also going black. I saw Fatal Attraction, okay? Karen, you select the person. They come down and guess if they get it right. Okay, Karen's going to the other side now. All right. My girl Stylish Nosh. That's right. All right, let's go with founding member of the 53% white. That is correct. (laughs) 
Good job. There you go, guys. Time for the bonus round. Oh. Oh, for two. Yeah, I, I do need to show y'all these pictures, but, like, hold on a second. I'm trying to figure out how to work this shit. I don't know. You just turned your image. Nope. Up. All right. That's the wrong one, then. Uh-huh. Let's go to the other setting and try. Uh, try this. Oh, this is your screen. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. She had some of that main lobster. <laughs> the opiates in it. All right, cool. It's back to normal. All right. Let's uh let's do another one guys. Last one, so bonus round music. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's the bonus round of guess the race, where everything's worth double the points, double the racism. <laughs> so far, Karen and Justin, what are y'all like? One oh, and one? Two. I don't know. You one and one, Karen? What yeah. you with? Black and white, black yes. and black. Oh, you're over two. Justin? Over two. Over two. Wow. Wow. Really bad at this game. Really bad. That's nothing new, though. That's because we're not racist. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> okay. I'm not racist. I'm known to try to be good. I'm, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> Rod, you're not going to defend her about how she's not racist? First of all, what y'all won't do is call Karen racist to my face. As a black man, I fought way too hard. <laughs> For my queen, okay? Yes. Sure, she may order pad thai when we go to be in the maze places, but that does not mean she thinks all Asian people are alike. <laughs> all right. Let's see. How about um, how about this one? A man has been arrested after kids get into his batch of pot brownies. A man in North Carolina, our home, was arrested after relatives, including four young children, because uh, why not, right? Uh, got into a batch of marijuana lace brownies, police said. Justin Neal French, 40, was taken into custody Sunday after someone called police in Iredale County to report that their spouse and three children, ages six, six, and nine, were showing signs of intoxication after eating brownies at French's home. Responding officers then smelled marijuana in French's home in Statesville after he opened the door and found another child, a four-year-old, suffering from the same symptoms as the other three. Everybody got new brownies. Good great. Mm-mm. Anybody got a problem with selling good and old fashioned regular drugs? <laughs> Just put good old fashioned regular drugs out there. The kids know not to eat the weed. Brownies are delicious. It's not they call. Um so then French admitted that uh to Texas that he baked the marijuana lace treats for personal use and was unaware that they got mixed up with another batch of benign confections. A real crapshoot. <laughs> that means some of the, well, it's a weed brownie, so that means like some of the people thought they wasn't high, but they really was high. And then some of the people thought they wasn't high, and they really just ate a regular brownie. 
Hope somebody got a drug test coming up. <laughs> Four year olds at the at the uh, preschool. They mad. I ate that whole damn brownie and didn't get buzzed. What is happening here? Right? How can you tell a four year old is even high? They just sitting there like, but why? <laughs> why? It's like that's the same as they normally do. <laughs> Cause I said so. But why? <laughs> Let me get some of that lobster. So you want me to clean my room <laughs> to get it back dirty again. <laughs> okay, Dad. Dad, you can't make a bed. <laughs> Why do we say make a bed when all I'm doing is straightening up the sheets? <laughs> I need lumber to make a bed. Uh, so then all four children who appeared lethargic and seriously ill were taken to the hospital for observation. They're expected to fully recover. Cause it's weed, duh. <laughs> the least dangerous of the drugs. <laughs> There's no story where it's like, oh man, sad what happened to Jim, man. You heard overdose on that weed, man. <laughs> I seen him down. Downtown, man, he was looking real fucked up. <laughs> he had a bunch of animal crackers in his face. Put <laughs> some vitamins in his pocket. He didn't know what was going on. He was eating Cheetos and Funyuns at the same time, man. <laughs> I gave him two dollars, man. The life in his eyes is gone. <laughs> French, who remained in custody Monday on $300,000 bond at the Arredale County Detention Center is now facing a litany of charges including four counts of misdemeanor child abuse, aggravated misdemeanor possession of marijuana, and selling and delivering a controlled substance to a minor under 13 years old. Guess the race, Karen. What was his name again? His name is Justin Neal French. White. Justin, this is one of your people. <laughs> one of the Justins. Well, you know, Ben, he's from Iredale. County. Iredale. Yes. He's definitely white. Okay. Karen, select a member of the audience for the final prize, which I gotta tell you. Pick me. It's a very special double toy surprise in the bottom. Which black shirt? Okay. Coming down. Podcast on. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm going white with three names. He live outside of Charlotte. I love your logic, and your logic is correct. <laughs> Very good. Oh yeah, let me show you his picture. I always forget to do that. Um, let's see, if we can do this again. All right. And we're just gonna go here. Yeah. Like he's not even the type of dude you want to get high with. No. Yeah. He, he don't look like he should have custody of anybody's child. Right. <laughs> go and get you some brownies. Like ah, uh, even I'll if they pass. don't got weed, I'm good, bro. I'm just gonna assume they got something in them <laughs> from looking at your face. <laughs> All right, guys, last thing. Can't let you guys leave without us giving you a warning. 
about these people on the streets, these motherfucking sores. Let's give it a few minutes. One day, y'all, for real, one day I hope he does, but he never does. Almost. Got him again. Uh, guilty verdict after, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these people? After a dog was cut in two by a samurai sword. <laughs> a dog. A dog owner who left his next door neighbor with a fractured eye socket in a revenge attack for killing his beloved pet with a samurai sword is facing a lengthy prison sentence. What? So he meted out some justice for his dead dog and he don't want to go into prison? Trump's America. This story is just tearing me in two. <laughs> I'm being ripped apart. <laughs> Guys, you're barking up the wrong tree with these jokes. <laughs> now, dog on it, you need to play the, uh, the music when we can do our puns. I can't because it's copyrighted and uh. that dog won't hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I would test if their bark is worse than their bite, but I ain't got the money for that shit. <laughs> I'm going to be broke because of y'all. I'm like that police chief. <laughs> Matthew Orm was convicted of inflicting grievous bodily harm with intent to cause bre- grievous bodily harm. <laughs> Couldn't they leave that second part out? Like, <laughs> Oh, I guess the other charge could be like, by mistake. Coincidentally, he fucked him up. Uh, to Adam Ashert by pushing him to the ground and repeatedly punching and kicking him. The attack happened on July 15th last year. It occurred early, four months to the day, wait, exactly, four months to the day that 10-year-old English bull terrier Dave was effectively cut in two by Mr. Ashurst. Mm-hmm. I know. I guess he wanted to split a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> But a judge told the 46-year-old Orm, who suffers from depression, and saw when he gave evidence about his dog, he would be considering the degree of provocation before passing sentence. Mm. So depression made him do this? Yeah, I don't have a race, but (laughs) I think that kind of stuff only happens when you're white. They get to bring that up in court. (laughs) Your Honor, he's depressed. Oh, well, shit. My bad. (laughs) I'm taking that in consideration. I'm stripping. (laughs) <laughs> Your Honor, this black kid who's been tried as an adult is depressed. Well, he should be. He's black and, I mean, he's killing people and shit. Prison forever. Prison forever for a 13 year old. Uh, the dog said that, uh, the dog said that been treated like a baby by the Orem family was killed by Mr. Ashurst on March 15th last year. He struck it with one blow from the ornamental Weapon after it escaped from his home in Gilligan. Wait, Gilligan? Gillingham. I was about to say Gilligan Island. What's happening here? And into his neighboring terraced house. Mr. Asher told the court that having been alerted by screams and yelps, he grabbed a steel bladed katana and struck Dave after finding him in the living room attacking his toy poodle. Oh, so his was a revenge killing. Okay, this got twisted, okay? It is like, I need like a 10 episodes of a Marvel series on Netflix. To figure out all the plot lines. 
he struck it with one blow and he killed it he was arrested but when police decided not to charge him in relation to dave's death it was said that the orm family became very upset and very resentful i don't play about them dogs man yeah, these puppy love of course they upset <laughs> come on justin orm and his dog jade when then 19 that's called is oh his daughter jade i said dog his daughter jade then 19 were alleged to have first embarked huh, on a campaign <laughs> <laughs> on a campaign of harassment against their neighbors before launching their brutal attack in the street he later admitted to police that he was angry and frustrated by the decision not to prosecute his neighbor and so having been told by his wife she had seen mr ashurst leaving his house he went after him to give him a slap. I bet he was growling mad. You're really unleashing a lot of bad parents over there. <laughs> need you to walk those back. <laughs> but although he agreed, he lost control and fractured Mr. Ashurst's eye socket. Damn. He denied that he intended to cause serious harm. The domestic, what? Look at the possible, <laughs> I punched him in his face. I didn't know his shit was going to hurt. <laughs> so frame up. It's an inside job. <laughs> the domestic industrial painter and decorator also maintained that he had not kicked and stamped on his foot head clearly there have been there was prov- provocation in this case at the question of premeditation in that it was an instant reaction of seeing Ashurst in the street that day Judge Philip St. John Stevens said however the jury took less than three hours to convict the dad of two of inflicting grievous bodily harm with the intent to cause grievous bodily harm and harassment causing alarm or distress he was cleared of the more serious charges of putting a person in fear of violence. That's a more serious charge? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Jade Orm, now 20, denied any involvement in either the violence or the harassment and was cleared of inflicting grievous bodily harm with intent, as well as alternative, less serious offenses of inflicting grievous bodily harm and harassment. This included stones being thrown at Mr. Ashurst's bedroom <laughs> window, verbal and physical threats, spraying water from a hose pipe into their property. That's just petty. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing. You using your resources to be petty like, thanks for watering my grass. Smashing a front window with a brick and cutting the telecommunications cable. And she got no charges. Oh, he got time, didn't he? Yeah, he got all the time. Orm admitted during his trial that he was disappointed with himself for throwing stones, climbing onto the roof extension to bang on the bedroom window, blacking out another window with paint and spraying the hose over the garden fence. Look, you guys seem upset, but he is disappointed with himself. I feel like he's already suffered enough. But despite being told that he would be jailed for this behavior, Judge Philip St. John Stevens said he would be considering the issues of provocation, premeditation, and remorse in deciding the length of his imprisonment. He must be white. A journey for probation and medical reports, he said, sadly, these court cases, we, these, sadly, these courts see cases of a far greater degree of sustained violence and indeed, sadly, a far greater degree of injury. Clearly, there was the provocation in this case and the question of premeditation in that it was an instant reaction to seeing Mr. Ashurst in the street that day. But there are matters I need to reflect on. I may also need to reflect on a position of remorse. I have seen the defendant give evidence and he is clearly remorseful of his actions and injury. It was not a question of self-defense, but he is remorseful and that cannot be ignored. That can reduce the sentence as well. It is a particular set of circumstances and the court 
will need to reflect carefully upon it. But the sentence is inevitably custody. That is <laughs> the nicest thing I've ever heard anyone say about someone who chopped a dog in half. <laughs> and it's all because we don't respect sword crimes, right? If he would have just went over there and shot the damn dog, he'd be in jail. <laughs> like, you fucking psychopath, you shot a dog? But he cut a dog, they're like, he's depressed, guys. <laughs> Let's just give him a timeout. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. And I love y'all too.